Hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Did you learn anything? Yeah, that ripping pow induces spontaneous joy. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Hello, bigots. So many bigots. So many bigots in the chat. Let's do a mask check. Everybody make sure get the muzzles on, guys. You can only can only watch the stream if you have purelled your hands, your face several times. Want to make sure there's Lysol on everything. We're trying to stay safe here. We're trying to, to keep Grandma safe. We're trying to keep Klaus Schwab happy. And uh, so you kind of make sure to wash the hands extra. Just wash them extra. I love how these, these politicians in the UK, they've got the, the um, iPhone-looking um, icons on the front of their podium, right? Like Boris Johnson gets up there and he's got the mask and the hands and the distancing. <laughs> All of media is basically is dumbed down as Sesame Street now. Just, we're just being treated like freaking infants. <laughs> Wash your hands. Hey guys, this is a special message from your celebrity friend. Reminding you to wash your hands and social distance. We're all in this together. Two more weeks to flatten the curve. Just two more. Two more weeks, guys. <laughs> if anybody wonders why they're talking to you in this infantile manner all the time, why they're presenting these things to you as if you're a kindergartner, right? get the yellow light, the red light, and the green light. If you get the green light on your cell phone, you can go outside. Until it tells you your yellow light, then it's time to head back to your pod. Red light means no, no, no. You gotta stay inside. And it's a, this infantilization. It, it happens at a young age. The public school system is one of the best tools for propagandizing, for creating the worldview of the populace of old generations. Right? We've got several generations. Raised in these public schools, right? Raised on public schools, bullshit fake food, bullshit fake theology, bullshit fake history. <laughs> and what a, what a surprise. Look what that leads us to, right? It leads us to being able to, uh, it leads us into a state of decadence where we're easily deceived. It leads us to being in a state of constant infantile submission to lies, to, to stupid regulations and protocols that are given to us through bureaucracy. Now, the, the school is the nexus of this, right? The school system is the nexus point of this social engineering. That's where it really gets these children. So it's crazy. We talked about the, uh, the schools and how, how bad they've gotten this year a few streams back. But it's funny. It's like we, we keep, we keep coming back to the Sesame Street. I love the uh, Sesame Street. It's just, it's so perfect, right? I mean, CNN basically treats its audience, MSNBC, Fox News. They treat their audience in a similar way as Sesame Street treats treats its audience. So we got a Sesame Street clip we're about to check out. But first of all, let me let me come over here to the chat and say what's up to everybody. We got Aaron Burroughs, my only loyal mod. Aaron Burroughs wielding that wrench. The only loyal mod here. Thank you, Aaron, for showing up today. I was going to do the stream last night. I got sidetracked. But here we are. 
Here we are. I was going to do the stream last night, but then Jay was streaming. I thought, oh, maybe I'll tune into Jay's stream. So I rescheduled for tonight. And then our buddy Jay decided to stream again. Yet again. Right? So anyway, you try, you try to be nice and schedule it around your, around your friend's streams. But, you know, other, others don't have to be so courteous. We don't have to be so courteous. But we got a few bigots here. We got a few bigots. Zyklon B. Still No God. What's up? Dystopian Deep Dives. Otto Hennig. I saw Sid in the chat. Sid Meister. Good to have you guys here. Guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Remember, these streams only happen because of you guys. These streams happen because of your support. These streams happen because you guys share them. The only way people even see these is if you share them. YouTube doesn't share these. Shit, YouTube will probably not even share this with you even if you're... Uh, if you hit the notification bell, right? Even if you want to be notified, YouTube still won't notify. It's very strange. It's very strange. It is what it is, though. That is, that's YouTube for you. Who knows how long we'll still be here uh, in this platform. I get sick of it, I gotta say. I do get sick of it. I get sick of YouTube as just as an entity. <laughs> I despise YouTube. We helped to build this platform, though. So I guess we gotta, we gotta... We'll wait till they kick us off, but who knows? Who knows how long that'll be? But we're doing open lines, second half. Second half open lines today. Let's pull this up. We got the uh, got the link in the description. You guys want to call in? We'll start taking open start taking calls and open lines in about an hour. And I think there's a link. There you go. There's a link down there below. You can call into the Zoom meeting. Call into that Zoom meeting a little bit later on. A little bit later on, but we're learning. We're going to learn today how to be a proper global citizen, a good global citizen. Right, because isn't that what YouTube's all about? Teaching us, training us, right? That's what social media is all about. Training you to be a good little global citizen. Right, so are you global citizens, if you don't want to be a bigot, if you don't want to be a outcast, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be chanted down, by the mob. You gotta be a good global citizen these days, don't you? Don't you got to be a good global citizen these days? And Sesame Street's here to help us. So let's let's learn a little bit from Sesame Street. And while you're at it, guys, remember, these streams happen because of you. You guys enjoy the stream. Support the dang streams. Let me put the link in here for the uh, the Streamlabs. Best way to support is via Streamlabs. Don't support YouTube. Support via Streamlabs. Get your questions, comments, <laughs> jokes and uh, read on the air or if you got a suggestion of a video you want us to watch on the stream hit us up that's the best way to do it here we go Sesame you Street me, build a better world for you and me let's stand up for what is right listen act unite wow so we're going full activist today at Sesame Street we're starting out with the we're starting out with a bang, with empty rhetoric. You plus me equals the power of we, everybody. Say it with them. Say, what is this? This is, the video is called Sesame Street Holiday Party and Traditions, Power of We Club. You plus me makes the power of we. Build a better world for you and me. Let's stand up for what is right. Listen, act, unite. <laughs> Listen, act, unite. It's kind of remember the um, Greta Thunberg. We want the government to tell the truth. <laughs> right? 
we have to act like our house is on fire. It's always the empty rhetoric, empty emotional rhetoric. Listen, unite. Do what's right. And what do we see here? First off, the first images are a bunch of puppets, right? Puppets, fake little people. Fake little people who are being spoken through, who a message is being portrayed through. Fake little inanimate dead puppets animated by somebody else's words, by somebody else's ideas, by somebody else's thoughts. And then one human, one little girl there, surrounded by nothing but puppets. And they're not in the same room. Why are they not in the same room? They're never in the same room now, right? It's like the, the, when, you, when you look at the propaganda that they're feeding the children, you can start to see exactly where they want this to go. They're normalizing the idea of just being alone on Zoom with people for the rest of your life. Right? This is how you've got to spend the holidays. I'm guessing that's where this is going. I haven't seen this video yet. Let's see what they're, where they go with this. Right? The one little girl surrounded by the little, the little dehumanized sock puppets singing about uniting Right, while, while she's completely alone and isolated. Isolated, but it's okay. She has a festive filter. Right? They, have, they have festive little holiday-style filters with, uh, with secular snowflakes all over it. So there's the snowflakes filter around, the, uh, around their, their Zoom cells. Right? Like each character in their own cell. And they're so diverse. Look, there's only, there's only one white person. <laughs> Even the... Uh, even the dolls, they don't even make the dolls white anymore to be, to be more diverse. <laughs> Just in time for the power of we holiday parties. Yeah, we're all getting together to celebrate. It's a special time of year with lots of holidays and celebrations. So we're learning how each of us celebrates with our family. This holiday season in Sesame Street, Hana Kwanzaa, right? Hey, if you just happen to be a puppet that celebrates both Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, you could do it on the same days for seven whole days, right? You could call it Hana Kwanzaa. Wow! Ooh, yay! It's a seven-day celebration of our African American culture and history. Invented, probably invented by, some, <laughs> by, probably invented by some people who actually celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> this, this is this holiday. Who the hell invented Kwanzaa? What, what is Kwanzaa? Do they, is that still a thing? I thought this was like a, a late '90s joke. Kwanzaa is it? <laughs> what, what, from what, from what tradition do we derive the uh, the rights of Kwanzaa? What? <laughs> Decorate our house with art. Colorful cloth and fresh fruit. Each night when we light a candle on a special candle holder called the Kanara, 
we talk about one of the principles of Kwanzaa. Yeah, the principles of Kwanzaa help us to continue to come together as a family and community. Like Umoja, which means unity. Hey! <laughs> like Umoja, which are those little things that you type to each other to express your emotions online. <laughs> We're celebrating unity right now by coming together and learning how our friends celebrate the holidays. <laughs> Elmo, how do you celebrate? Oh, oh Elmo wears mask. Elmo celebrates holidays by listening to the science. Also, Elmo likes to do activisms. Elmo likes to tell do, do, do activisms with his with one of his daddies sometimes because his other daddy doesn't always hang out. His other daddy he likes to go to the parties with all the other daddies. So sometimes Elmo, he likes to do activism to show people that you can love anybody. That's what we do. <laughs> what, is, what is Elmo going to do? What is, what is Elmo? Elmo, Elmo goes to a place called, called Bohemian Grove on him, on him holiday. Elmo does secret holiday with his family and his neighbors. They wear black robes. They all wear black robes, and and they wear animal masks, and they do dances together, and things yeah, that they I'm can't talk about size. with other people. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. What, what else could Elmo? Elmo likes to celebrate all the holidays. All the holidays except Christmas. That one's mean racist holiday. <laughs> what, what, is, what is Elmo's? Let's read the chat. See what the chat says. AI Elmo. Elmo, Elmo for his holiday. Elmo, he he and Elmo family, they like to worship the artificial intelligence. We all worship new AI God by we call it Google God. Google God. We worship the Google God with the holidays. We. Oh, Elmo and his family, we celebrate holidays by getting so many social credits. Elmo's mommy, Elmo's mommy works all night on holidays on doing OnlyFans content. Well, Elmo celebrates Christmas. During Christmas, Elmo spends time with his family, decorating a Christmas tree and singing songs. Oh, Elmo! But this year, Elmo can't sing songs because songs will come give people viruses. So he can't sing anymore. <laughs> I celebrate Christmas too, and I love giving gifts to my friends and family. Oh, like, let me show you. Like, these drawings that I made for my mom. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mommy, my papi, and my abuela, see? My mommy, my papi, and my abuela. <laughs> oh, to love it, Rosita. Oh, gracias, Charlie. That means thank you in Mexican. <laughs> oh, Elmo, so happy you speak Mexican language. <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah, I celebrate Christmas. This is this is. I don't think this is very appropriate for 2020. I have to say. First of all, now, I appreciate that they're talking to each other on Zoom or something. That they're not in the same room. That's great. Uh, social distancing, but where's the masks? Where where are the masks? This is some dangerous talk. Like Elmo's gonna celebrate Christmas with his family, right? Does his governor know this? 
Did he? Did he? Did he consult with the guidelines? Come on, Elmo. And also another holiday called Dia de los Reyes, Three Kings Day, and we make lots of food like my abuela's rosca de reyes. Mmm, three kings bread that is delicious. Ooh, I want to try three kings bread. My grandma and I cook together too. You'll have to try our sweet potato pie. Oh, and Elmo's Christmas cookies. And my family's potato latkes. Ooh, looks like we found something all of our holidays have in common. Oh, they're all the same. <laughs> all the holidays are the same. You light candles. You twiddle a tree. You eat some food. You consume, right? You give each other consumer goods. You consume food. They're all the same. <laughs> Lots of yummy food. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun learning about everyone's holidays. You learned There's so much. There's so much to celebrate this year. Merry Christmas, everyone! Happy Three Kings Day! Happy Hanukkah! Happy, Happy Kwanzaa! Kwanzaa. <laughs> no matter what you celebrate with your families this year, Happy Holidays from all your friends on Sesame Street! Bye! <laughs> it's like so, so seemingly innocuous, right? But it's funny, the, the underlying messages. The underlying messages are always the same. All right, somebody was asking, how do I... Thank you, Melina. We got some people who are supporting. We got some people who want to support. Best way to support, guys, you enjoy the stream. You want your questions or comments read. Streamlabs is the best way. There's the link for the Streamlabs in the chat. I'll throw it in there again. Throw it in there again. So, Elmo. Elmo. Educating. Educating the children, right? So all the, all the religions are just the same. We gotta find we gotta just find what's similar between them, and then we can mishmash them all together into this kind of global mush religion, this global new age mush religion. It's kind of the, that Blavatsky Blavatsky type idea of a new universal religion, the new universal religion. Thank you, Sesame Street. Exposing powerful lies. What up, dude? Exposing powerful lies. He was looking for the I love to racism, bro. But he got a different one. Thank you very much. Exposing powerful lies. Donated 15 bucks through Streamlabs the correct way. The correct way. He enjoys these streams. You guys like these streams. You like the channel. If you enjoy the work we do here, YouTube gives us zero support. We're only supported by you guys. So if you want to see these streams... Support the dang streams, guys. All right, thank, thank you, Sesame Street. And, of course, thank you to the people who do support in the chat, Exposing Powerful Lies. Thank you, dude. But, yeah, it's, this is what they're giving these children. This is what they're telling the children. You guys got to be communicating via your electronic devices to your little puppet friends. Now, what's... I don't know. This is, we don't let our children... They don't watch cartoons or anything like that. They don't watch Sesame Street or any of this filth. Right? They actually do things. They actually they have like responsibilities. Right? When they do watch stuff, they, they sometimes enjoy watching uh, Rider Loves Tractor videos. Um, Uh-oh, got a sneeze. Illegal sneeze coming. I stopped it. I stopped it. Don't worry, Bill Gates. Um, but yeah, they, we don't let our kids watch any of that crap. You can keep your freaking kids off YouTube, people. You want your kids to grow up healthy, like not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, 
keep them away from the freaking social media and television. Keep them off of YouTube. I mean, these a lot, a lot of these Ecuadorian people, they just plop their kid down in front of the in front of the YouTube and the kids just clicking away. They're just next video, next video, consuming over and over again. Right? Um, all right. So, thank you, Elmo. We've learned how to be a, a good global citizen. Mm. Let's learn from Business Insider. Business Insider, flight attendants are being asked to wear diapers to avoid bathrooms to help prevent the spread of COVID-19 in China. <laughs> okay, rem- remember. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember? Event 201. Right, the tabletop exercise with the World Economic Forum. With, with Bill Gates and Bill Melinda Gates Foundation were involved. World Economic Forum was involved. This tabletop exercise, Event 201, that essentially planned out everything that we've seen unravel over the last nine months. What was the <laughs> lesson? Hey, someone got it. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you remember. Do you remember back before? Before this got... Super, super crazy. When people yeah, were looking I'm at half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Calm down. Calm down. Remember what the World Economic Forum and Event 201 determined in this tabletop exercise? Remember what the Rockefeller Foundation said in there? was it, like 2010? That lockstep document? Right? The lockstep chapter of that Rockefeller foundation white paper they said that china would perform so much better during a pandemic situation than all these other countries that were limited due to their uh, their ideas about things like freedom <laughs> individual liberty and whatnot but those don't get in the way in the great place that is china right the world economic forum they're always praising china they love it it's the model right it's it, china is a technocrats uh petri dish this is why Rockefeller went there and set up Chase Manhattan Bank in the 70s. These, these huge, big money influencers, like these billionaire philanthropists, they love China. They love China. You wouldn't have China if it weren't for Silicon Valley. You wouldn't have China if it weren't for big tech. You wouldn't have China right now if it weren't for these technocrats who love testing out policies there like the one child system uh, you know, mass state mandated infanticide you know, the one child policy that ended up being a huge failure Rockefeller praised China for this China is at the forefront of rolling out the new social credit system which is exactly what the World Economic Forum wants globally right? a global carbon credit social credit system sold to you in the name of equality of saving the planet just it is sold to you on a whole foundation of lies. It doesn't even matter what the lies are to, uh, to a certain extent, right? At some point, these people are just like, whatever happens, we're going to sell you on more technocracy, more surveillance, more dehumanization. And it's about entrainment. So in China, they're now training, if you want to keep your job as a flight attendant, you're going to wear a diaper because your dirty little ass can't go poop in a toilet, can't go pee in a toilet because you are just essentially... A bipedal bioweapon now. 
And we have declared you non-essential. You are not essential. You got to wear your face diaper. And then you got to shit your pants in your diaper. You got to poop your pants and wear a face diaper if you want to keep your job. That's what they're telling these people. Flight attendants in China have been urged to wear diapers and avoid bathrooms. According to guidelines, oh, those must be from science, issued by the Civil, Administ Civil Aviation Administration of China. It is recommended that cabin crew members wear disposable diapers to avoid using the, lav <laughs> the laboratories, barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks, according to a CNN report that translated the original guidelines. Meanwhile, pilots and other members of the flight crew were asked to wear goggles and a mask, but not, di not diapers, per Bloomberg. So pilots and other crew members, they don't have to wear the diapers because science... Right? So the guidelines only only for the flight attendants. You wear the diapers. You wear the face diapers and the diapers and gloves. You can't touch anything. We've got to have plastic in between you and everything else. Now, I'm, I'm so sick of this imagery. I'm so sick of the image of the, the plastic visor face shield, right? This is the stupidest shit. But if people keep going along with this, people keep going, going along with it, they're going to keep rolling these things out. They're going to keep pushing these things. But don't worry. While you're wearing your face diaper, while you're shitting in a diaper to go see your family, right, using your carbon credits to pay for your flight and offsetting those carbon credits by uh, perhaps, who knows, uh, funding reproductive health services for some people in the third world. Some of those extra non-essentials in the third world need those reproductive health services. While you're flying... And shitting your pants, you can have Bill Gates backed Impossible Burgers served to you on this fan favorite airline. Wow, Air New Zealand will be offering you Impossible Burgers. You can eat the kibble, save the planet, and shit in your in your diaper. <laughs> this is. This is freedom, right? This is how we save the planet. This is what we do, apparently, now. We're going to be a good global citizen. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, right? It just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Um, all right, Zyklon, be, Zyklon, be still and know God. Thank you very much for that super chat. Where'd that go? Zyklon, be still and know God. Send a super chat via YouTube super chat. The best way is Streamlabs, but thank you very much for that. Zyklon, be still and know God says, take my incorrect super chat. It was incorrect. I, I corrected you. I had to. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's just because, you know, some of that goes to YouTube. And I don't like YouTube. So better to go uh, straight to the, uh, to the content producer. And uh, Streamlabs does that. So Sid Meister. What's up, Sid Meister? Donated five bucks. Says I'm looking down on all you bigots. That's good, man. That's good. You should be. You should be. Because you are, you must be an essential. You must be an essential. All right, guys. Best way to support the stream is via Streamlabs. Thank you guys who do support. You guys keep this going. You guys keep these streams going. All right, so... Yeah, so in other news, Twitter now announced that beginning in 2021, it will remove tweets containing misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Mission, misinformation. Who decides that? Well... The science? Twitter? Jack Dorsey? The investors? So yeah, I get all social media, I, I, the U.S. military. Um, I think everybody just big pharma reps, right? You got, you got, the U.S. president is a big pharma rep now. 
<laughs> and, uh, and and so is Twitter apparently. So at least at least they uh, at least they can agree with with the president on something. And that's the 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 almighty importance of big pharma's miracle products. Right, so here another one Reuters. Back back in the uh, the new normal, the new normal in uh, down in Bolivia, baby Jesus wearing a face mask and a hazmat suit is one of the most popular Christmas decorations in Bolivia this year. Says Reuters. First of all, Bolivia is Bolivia is a is a nation that is there's a lot of poverty in Bolivia. There are very few people that are buying <laughs> that are probably buying these plastic dolls with. Face masks and visors and whatnot in Bolivia, but let's—I don't know—let's let, see what they have to say. Let's see. Baby Jesus with a mask in Bolivia. Right as as they're canceling Christmas, they're telling you, they're telling you Christmas is not essential. You being with your families not essential. Not essential. Uh, we're going to cancel Christmas, but don't worry. Instead of you being able to be with your families, you've been able to celebrate Christmas. Like you normally would, we're gonna give you a, an injection. We're gonna give you an injection of who knows what. Right? And if you look at the ingredients, there are all sorts of interesting things in that a lot of people are not gonna be wanting to put in themselves. And we're gonna give you this injection instead. We're gonna give you an injection that the uh, the test vaccines from the the Pfizer from the Pfizer shot. It was tested using the what was it the H E K what is that cell line called where they use the aborted fetal cell line from a aborted male Caucasian fetus lung tissue right it's, that that's what they'll give you instead and we're gonna we're gonna tell you we're gonna cancel your holidays we're gonna close your churches and we're gonna tell you that the state has deemed those non essential your churches are not essential. But, you know, of course, you could go to Costco. You go to Walmart. I'm so sick of saying this. It's been nine months of this. I'm so sick of saying this. I'm so sick of pointing out. I'm, I'm sick of pointing out how, how disgusting and satanic this is. This massive initiation ritual globally that we're in the middle of right now with all the masks and the terror and the fear. Right, they're taking... Everything that is good, everything that is true, everything that is real, and just flipping it on its head. And baby Jesus with a face mask, right? Jesus who, who healed lepers. <laughs> with a mask, afraid, right? Putting, putting a mask over the image and likeness of God. Right? We're made in the image and likeness of God. Put a mask on your face. Non-essentials. This is what they're telling us. It's so it's so evil, it's so twisted. It's so evil, it's so twisted. Look at this. Made to measure hazmat suit for little baby Jesus in Bolivia. And everybody wants this, says Reuters. <laughs> says my baby. 
my baby Jesus is well protected. He has his hazmat suit and his face mask. Seguridad está protegido con la mascarilla, así como yo estoy protegida con mi barbijo. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna protect our little baby Jesuses. These stupid like so. The Roman Catholic baby Jesus are so hokey. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna decorate these little baby Jesuses with face masks, right? We're gonna protect them from being able to breathe. I mean, this is. This is pretty, this is pretty disgusting. Yeah, let's, let's worship the mass now. Let's just worship the mass. Come on. The clown music, clown music and everything. All right, so this is what they're telling us. This is normal, this is good. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Right. All right. 2020 has been miserable, says Politico. Is extreme masculinity to blame? Oh, that's what's wrong. Okay, <laughs> Politico has figured it out. It's ex- it's not you know insane government restrictions. It's not this this massive, massive global coup by a bunch of technocrats. Who hate humanity, who openly say they want to decrease the population, some of them 90%, some of them 95%, publicly stating this. It's it's not that these people have shut down small businesses, declared huge swaths of the population to be not essential. They've told us that we're not essential, our businesses are not essential. They've cut off. Cut off, I mean, you have governors cutting off you know, uh, uh, Newsom, talking about cutting off electricity. And Garcetti even cut off electricity and power, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and uh, utilities to homes who were having gatherings that were not allowed by the, uh, the so-called guidelines. Right? You've got this huge overreach by government, right? complete breakdown of people's faith in government to a certain extent, right? A lot of people are just going along with it, but tons of people are saying, this is absolute bullshit. I mean, a complete disillusion of society, essentially. But the problem is masculinity. The problem is extreme masculinity. The problem is not, you know, this, this faulty PCR exam being used to foment chaos, to foment so much fear and get people to demand more lockdowns. That the problem, the problem is that this this PCR exam being fraudulently used incorrectly to create this panic over cases as the media terrorizes you into submission, telling you you can't do anything, you will never go back to normal. You're gonna have to take shots, and then you still gotta wear a mask, and then you still gotta social distance. You gotta still do what we say always. All right, that's not the problem. The problem is not you know this, this global technocratic coup. Uh, that the World Economic Forum calls the Great Reset. The problem is masculinity. Whether it's the refusal to wear a mask during a pandemic. Oh, because that's what you do. In a pandemic, you wear a mask. Or the win-at-all-cost approach to elections. 2020 has been a banner year for a particularly toxic masculinity, says Peter Glick. Oh, 
man, Peter Glick. 2020 was never going to be easy, but it didn't have to be a dumpster fire. There is an alternate timeline in which, amid a global coronavirus pandemic, vast majorities of Americans followed medical experts' advice. In that timeline, the White House set a clear and simple example. Wear a mask, keep your distance. And then a hard-fought presidential election ended with a gracious concession speech. Wow, in a perfect world. In a perfect world. But we don't live in that world. There's a bit of a grand unified theory that explains why 2020 has been so miserable. A particularly noxious strain of masculinity. Peter Glick, a social psychologist. Oh, that's, he's, he must be an essential. Right, we got, we got a university professor, a social psychologist? Wow! Wowza! A social psychologist. We talk about social psychology here. What a joke social psychology is. Right, we got Michelle, oh, you gaslighting you. If you're, if you're worried about being gaslighted, go talk to some vegans. Right, you, you got Michelle Lowe. She's a, uh, she's a social psychologist. Right, it wasn't... Uh, what about Kinsey? Kinsey. All these, all these degenerates from social psychology. What do they study? They study behaviorism. They study behavior modification. And essentially, social psychology is a pseudoscience about mass manipulation. They study how to propagandize people and get them to react to environmental stimulus in a way that the sponsors, the donors who fund their work want them to react. That's what social psychology is about. It's social engineering. Social psychology is just social engineering. That's what it is. That's what it is. Social psychology is not, is not a science. It is not a science at all. Social psychology is essentially, it's basically, it's occultism to a certain extent. Right? It's the study of mass manipulation. Mass psychological manipulation, much of which the most effective manipulation is implemented through fear, through fear of death, through fear of not being accepted, playing on your fear, putting you in a state of terror and fear so that you can, so that you can react in in a pre-prescribed manner. So Peter Glick, social psychologist at Lawrence University in Wisconsin, has been watching the way Americans relate to one another for decades. And he's recently seen an uptick in a very locked-in, confrontational version of American manhood. Right, so the, the constant, the constant assault on manhood. Right, the infantilization of men. They're saying ma- masculinity is toxic. Right? Masculinity in and of itself is toxic. How do we define toxic masculinity? Well, if you don't listen to the authority, you don't wear a mask. It's toxic masculinity. Oh, you want to eat meat? That's also toxic masculinity. All these, all these crazy, <laughs> all these crazy people. I mean, some people call them leftists. Some people call them the cultural Marxists, the postmodernists. There's so there's so many different terms to be used to describe. <laughs> These people who like to play these games. Right, but the, the, they've been destroying masculinity systematically for decades now. Destroying the idea of the father, the idea of 
the family, the idea of the family in general, right? All of the, uh, the sitcoms that we grew up with, what are they about? Uh, they're either about single fathers trying to raise their family member of a full house, like a bunch, of, a bunch of single dudes, no mothers around, no women around, fumbling, bumbling around, trying to raise kids. Um, yeah, what's his face? Uh, Al Bundy. Uh, Al Bundy. Homer Simpson. Archie Bunker. I mean, you go all the way back. The, they are the father figure is portrayed as a bumbling buffoon, a consumer idiot who just wants to drink beer, sit at home, watch TV, and be accepted by his neighbors. That's the image you're given of what masculinity is. For, for generations, that's what we're told, right? Now all of a sudden, real masculinity is wearing a dress. Real masculinity is cutting your dick off. Real masculinity is just doing, is defending every indefensible act that you could, that you could think of. Real masculinity is not any longer raising a family, all right? Protecting your family, teaching your children, passing real skills on to your children. Real masculinity, to, uh, real, real masculinity now, according to mass media, is being comfortable wearing a dress. It's, it's a joke. So let, let's see what the social psychologist has to say. Let's, we've got a quote here. Trump especially embodies this toxic masculinity, they claim. Here's his quote. You can never show a chink in the armor even if that involves denying reality, as Glick puts it. You could never show a chink in the armor, even if that involves denying reality, as Glick puts it. It's like, so they, they take like common traits of like, oh, toxic masculinity. He doesn't like to be humiliated. Like this person doesn't like to be insulted. <laughs> it must be toxic masculinity. You don't want to show a chink in your armor. You don't want to, you don't want to uh, if you don't want to show that you're weak, you must be toxic masculinity. Right? If, you, if you won't get on the ground and lick my boots, you must be toxic masculinity. You must be toxically masculine. And with America confronting a series of challenges, economic dislocation, racial tension, oh, come on, a viral pandemic, this leadership style is both appealing for its strength and utterly destructive in its effects from the top down. Take, for instance, mask wearing during the pandemic. Multiple studies have found that men are more likely to die from COVID, but substantially less likely to wear masks and socially distance. Wow, look at that science. Look at that science. Multiple studies found that men are more likely to die, but less likely to wear masks. That is so, that's too much science. Clearly not wearing masks is killing all these men, right? Trump himself didn't wear a mask in public for months, fearing it would make him look weak. Yeah, it would. It would make him look like a fucking idiot. It would make him look like a, like a moron. It would make him look like a weak, idiotic, submissive moron. And that's what it's about. It's a submission ritual. Oh, Trump wouldn't wear the mask. Trump won't wear the mask. Trump won't prostrate, before, prostrate down before me and kiss my feet with his mask. He must be toxic masculinity. What? <laughs> what? Multiple studies have found that men are more likely to die from COVID, but substantially less likely to wear a mask or socially distance. Trump himself didn't wear a mask in public for months, fearing it would make him look weak. So that's fearing it would make him look weak. No, maybe he just didn't, didn't want to actually be weak. Or didn't want to be weak and give in to your stupid shit. 
Maybe you just had a brain and understood that your mouth is not meant to be covered by a face diaper all day, breathing in and rebreathing all this bacteria that you're breathing out, right? The human mouth is full of thousands of different strains of bacteria. You're not meant to be trapping that all in a little diaper on your face and inhaling that over and over again. That's how you get viral pneumonia. So, oh, he's fearing it makes him look weak and still doesn't wear one in social settings. Many Americans in Trump country go through their lives with a similar feeling. They, too, can't break the facade. So it's just, it's, it's all this, oh, they don't want to appear weak. And so what they're really saying is, we, we want you to think these people are weak. We want you to think these people are fragile, frail, and weak. It's, it's like this predatory attack on masculinity. Oh, it's afraid to be weak. It's afraid to appear weak. Or the, the, the attacker wants it to appear, appear weak. It wants it to appear... <laughs> to appear broken and submissive. Submissive to nonsense. It wants you to submit to lies. So if you submit to lies and you just go along to get along, that's good. That's good. One of the strongest prescriptions about masculinity is that you have to show strength. Masculinity is performed publicly, and wearing a mask is a very public act. So, I mean, this isn't it funny how all these emasculated weirdos want to redefine masculinity for everybody? It's not okay to have an opinion. It's not okay to speak your opinion. If your opinion is different than the, uh, than the prescribed, approved, good global citizen opinion then you're a bad man. That's toxic masculinity. But if you're just a submissive, slogan-repeating drone, then you're good. That's the right type of masculinity. I'm, get, I'm seeing the pattern. I think I'm seeing the pattern. Come over here to the chat. All you toxic, toxic masculine chatters over here. We got a bunch of toxic masculinity in the chat refusing... <laughs> refusing to support the stream, guys. Best way to support is via Streamlabs. If you like these streams, we need your support. We get none from YouTube. YouTube messes with the view counts, messes with the live view counts, doesn't notify people who want to be notified. If you do want to get notified, you can become a member, primaledgehealth.com. We do weekly coaching calls in there. And if you want our support for dialing in your diet, healthy lifestyle, Become a member, primaledgehealth.com slash membership. That's a great way to support. Get our support as well and get in on our weekly coaching calls. And it's a really cool community of a bunch of like-minded people. So that's a good way to support. Or via the Streamlabs, there's a Streamlabs link to donate. Have your questions, comments read on the air. That's the best way to support. That's the best way. i gotta, I got to make some new Streamlabs notifications sometime soon. That'll be nice. So we'll do some good, some new Streamlabs notifications maybe next week. Some su surprise the bigots over here. But anyways, this this idea that it's all just about performing, it's all just fake. Isn't it funny how these people project how they project their own broken worldview on other people? Like just assuming that everything is a is it's all just performance. It's all just trying to appear in a certain way. It's all just it's all just fake. Maybe the reason you think everything is a performance is because you're a fake-ass performer. Maybe you and your real life are that fake to where you just think everybody else is just like you. Everybody else is just like me. They just want to be accepted. Everyone else is fake just like me. 
So they tell you masculinity is toxic. Masculinity is bad. But wearing a mask is good. Wearing a mask is really good. And what is toxic masculinity? Well, it's basically just... Whenever you do something we don't want you to do. If you don't submit, that's toxic masculinity. If you don't submit, if you don't say the slogans correctly, then you are toxic masculinity. What a joke. What a joke. So it seems like a new one of these articles comes out every week. New one of these toxic masculinity. Oh, the problems of 2020, that's all because of toxic masculinity now. Okay. I can think of a heck of a lot more problems going on right now. <laughs> toxic masculinity is not the root of any of these problems. Toxic masculinity is not the root of the issue of this insane global technocracy that is usurping every single government on this planet right now. That is destroying every single culture on this planet. Every single culture in this world being destroyed by this great reset. As they tell you, don't worry, you learn to code. Learn to code. <laughs> right? Rob Emanuel, learn to code, all you people losing your jobs because we're destroying retail. Even though you don't want retail destroyed, as people, we're telling you it's too bad. It's too bad. You don't have a say. Like Bill Gates said, you don't really have a choice. We do have a choice. We don't have to submit to this. But we don't have to go along with this shit. We've got to stop placating these people. We've got to stop pretending that these people just get to make it up as they go along. They get to tell us that there's a thousand different genders. They get to tell us that masculinity is bad. They get to tell us that our children get to choose their gender when they're three, four years old. They get to tell us that gender's a spectrum. They get to tell us that being on the spectrum is great. You're all going to be on the spectrum after we inject you all. They get to tell us that we're not essential, that our businesses are not essential, that we can't see our elderly. Right? How many, how many people have friends and family who have died in care homes who couldn't be visited? They're literally locked up like prisoners and made to die of loneliness. When you isolate people, they die. When you isolate animals, they die. When you isolate old people, they die. And they're telling us that they're doing this in the name of saving us. Oh, you're going to kill our grandparents to save us? You're going to kill our grandparents to save our grandparents? Locking our grandparents up in care homes, telling them that they're not essential? Telling us that we're not essential? Closing our businesses? That's not a problem though, right? That's not a problem. Toxic masculinity is. Here we go. We've got Ben and Jerry's. They're fighting for us. They're fighting for you. Ben and Jerry's are here to help. They're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. Don't worry. Ben and Jerry's have got this. And of course, they're here with celebrities. Who better? Who better than Colin Kaepernick for the new Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor called change the world w-h-i-r-l-e-d here we go ben and jerry's everybody change the world oops ready to change the world ben and jerry's and colin kaepernick are teaming up struggling against police violence 
Systemic racism. Ew. White supremacy. White supremacy. Oh, we got the best white suit, anti-white supremacy flavored ice cream. It's time to dismantle systems of oppression. And Ugh. Time to dismantle systems of oppression. Alternatives and create alternatives to ice cream. With a plant-based Ben and Jerry's ice cream with Colin Kaepernick's face on it. This is this is the solution, guys. The solution is corporate America will save America from its racist whiteness. With Colin Kaepernick, a half-white dude. <laughs> this half-white dude, Colin Kaepernick. They're gonna they're gonna stop police violence. Ben and Jerry's is gonna stop systemic racism. They're also going to stop white supremacy. They're going to end it with this flavor of ice cream. It's time to dismantle systems of oppression. And create alternatives rooted in community, accountability, and well-being. <laughs> and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. This is what resistance looks like. This is what resistance looks like. A bunch, a, bunch of, a bunch of people in a warehouse... With their fists raised up, chanting slogans. That's resistance. Resistance to what? Resistance to what? Really the shirt. I know my rights. What do you mean you know your rights? What, is that? what does that even mean? I know my rights. I'm the resistance. Joy, love, and justice. All of Colin's proceeds from our new certified vegan non-dairy flavor go to Know Your Rights Camp. <laughs> wow. Know Your Rights Camp. Certified vegan non-dairy flavor. Right, Colin Kaepernick, he's going to serve this up to his whole family on, on Kwanzaa. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick looks like he celebrates Kwanzaa, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't... He, he looks like he, he celebrates Kwanzaa. Well, I don't know <laughs> where... What, what Colin Kaepernick's like heritage is. This guy, this guy just looks like such a doof here. This guy looks like such a goof. Look at the, the label. Colin Kaepernick's Change the World Non-Dairy Frozen Dessert. Caramel with fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie. What is that? Chocolate cookie swirls. Wow. Disrupting white supremacy by putting graham cracker swirls, graham cracker swirls and chocolate cookie swirls and caramel fudge chips up in that white ice cream. Freaking racist as vanilla bean ice cream. Freaking racist ass honky vanilla ice cream. We're about to put we're about to put some some new flavors up in there. This is this is how you're gonna save the world, right? You're gonna stop racism by making a by making a flavor. Flavor. Oh flavor, I'm sorry. It's true. Non dairy flavor, go to know your rights camp. An organization he launched in two thousand sixteen to advance the liberation of black and brown people. An organization that some lawyer proposed to him to front in 2016 so that he could take a bunch of money and say that he's using it for the power of black and brown people. You think this guy gives a shit about anybody other than him? This dude's selling his face. Dude's selling his soul to Nike, dude. This, this guy's selling his soul to Nike and... and uh, and Ben and Jerry's. This guy, but he cares. He cares about the children, right? <laughs> Let's serve up some joy on the journey to justice. Together, we can change the world. <laughs> Together, 
We could change the world. We could change the world together. Here we go. BenandJerry's.com. Colin Kaepernick's Change the World Non-Dairy Frozen Dessert. Oops. Go back here. This is truly revolutionary. This is true. This is what we need. 2020, this is what we need. Made with sunflower butter. Colin Kaepernick's Change the World Caramel Non-Dairy Frozen Dessert with fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. Colin Kaepernick is serving up sweet justice with the non-dairiest compilation of cookies and caramel. This flavor honors Colin's activism in pursuit of racial justice and his portion of the proceeds from Change the World go to Know Your Rights Camp. Learn more at Know Your Rights Camp. Know Your Rights Camp. Here it goes. Let's check out his camp. Wow, that I feel empowered. Fists in the air. Bunch of youths. Talking to them youths. Look, they've had 274% increase in participants. 98% increased understanding of their rights. They understand their rights 98% more. That's amazing. Look at these camps. Atlanta, Baltimore. That's my hero right there. <laughs> ben and Jerry's are changing the world, guys. Let's see. Reese is working with Colin Kaepernick on a new ice cream flavor called Change the World. It will be in stores in 2021 with a portion of the money raised going towards Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp. The former San Francisco 49ers quarterback has not played in the NFL since 2016-2017 and made <laughs> Dude, dude is a terrible quarterback. Doesn't even play in the NFL. <laughs> Guys useless. Not even a professional athlete anymore. Was never a top-tier athlete. But Madden made him like one of the top quarterbacks. They made his, they stacked his stats. The dude's terrible. <laughs> and made headlines for leading kneeling protests during the national anthem to draw attention to police brutality and racial injustice. Ben and Jerry's released a statement saying they are inspired by Kaepernick's bold activism for racial justice. The frozen dessert is vegan, like Kaepernick, and has fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. Katie Johnston for WBC News. Proper social distance. Doing the news from her home as well, right? One green planet. Two forces have united for change. Colin Kaepernick... And Ben and Jerry's have released a new vegan ice cream flavor to help support black and brown communities. Black and brown, guys. Both of them. Black and less black communities. <laughs> the flavor is called Change the World. Kaepernick's portion of the proceeds from sales of flavor will support sales of flavor. Come on, One Green Planet. Let's get a proofreader here. Will work. Will support the work of Know Your Rights Camp, his nonprofit. Wow. To advance the liberation and well-being of black and brown communities through education, self-empowerment, mass mobilization, and the creation of new systems that elevate the next generation of change leaders. That is, that's powerful. CNN business. Sideline NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick is getting his own ice cream flavor. <laughs> Dude's not even a quarterback. Not even a quarterback. He's famous for some dumb stunt. He's famous because Nike said he should be famous. Now this, this is how you support it. This is how you support the revolution. This is how you stop 
racism. Smash that racism. Smash that racism. Once again, we have cops that are murdering people. We have cops in the S. In the SFPD that are blatantly racist. In a new ad, ice cream, sorbet, and fro-yo manufacturer Ben and Jerry's <laughs> big. Look at the king. They got the, the crown. He's the king. Look at that. In quotations, the king. Big announcement. And Colin, if this country disgusts you so much, leave. Something she will undoubtedly despise. I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. In arguably the strongest statement from a corporation in this country. Dude ben takes millions of dollars from these huge corporations. But he's so oppressed, right? That Nike and Ben and Jerry's, they just want to stop systemic racism. They just want to help you. <laughs> the World Business Council for Sustainable Development like Cargill and Monsanto and Michelin and BP and Shell and Chevron. Those are some of the member corporations of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. They just want to help you be sustainable. Got it? They just want to help you be sustainable. They just want to help you and your families. Jerry's calls for not just reform, not just being anti-racist, but this. Calling out white supremacy and the dismantling of the prison industrial complex. Kaepernick selfishly and single-handedly changed the whole dynamic of football, sports, and the unity those events used to provide. But yeah, blame Cap for the injustices this country enables. Black and brown communities are being disproportionately devastated by COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> What a whore. What a hoe. Look at, look at his... It's all image too, right? You, th you think he really likes teasing out his afro like that? He adopted this later on. Right? When he did his little stunt, he didn't have the afro. The afro came later. Now in all the video games and stuff, they put the afro. Come on. It's so corny. They're being disparate. Look at him reading off the script. Brown communities are being disproportionately devastated by COVID-19. Because his message continues to ring true. They feature oh. Kaepernick's Know Your Rights initiative, which is fully funded by the man himself, to raise awareness on higher education, self-empowerment, and interaction with law enforcement. It was something that was really just a personal decision where... No, I didn't agree with what was going on. They show Eric Reed, who has also been whiteballed out of the NFL for standing white up for the people and attendees of Know Your Rights. Personally, I'm not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. There we go. There we go. We get some support. We get some support from some of the audience. We get no support from most of the audience. Some support from some of the audience. Sid Meister again. What's up, Sid? Because I can rest at night knowing these conglomerates love me. And have my best interest in mind. Yeah, Nike loves you, dude. Nike and and uh, and Ben and Jerry's—they just love you. They love you. They would love for you to come work in their factories in China. Uh, thank you, Sid. I appreciate that, you guys. Remember, if you enjoy these streams, I don't—I don't know how much I can say it, uh, but we we can't be doing these streams if it's not for your support. These streams don't happen if you don't support. So thank you to the ones who enjoy these streams enough to, to show some support through the super chats of the Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way to support. There we go. Streamlabs is the best way to support. And thank you guys who do support. We really appreciate that. 
kind of a slower week as far as the streams go. But we keep doing them. We'll keep putting this out as long as we keep getting support from you guys. Some nights are better than others. Significantly on dairy, this is fantastic. The flavor is caramel, fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. What? <laughs> they go from systemic racism, right? COVID is killing so many black and brown people. Buy our Ben and Jerry's chocolate cookie swirls and graham cracker swirls. All of the proceeds go to know your rights. To me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. Ben and Jerry's is making it clear which side they are on. Guy sounds like a fool. Guy sounds, that does not sound very intelligent when he speaks. Pretty obvious to everybody. Not the most, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, is he? It is only one possible side. The one that empowers their fellow citizens while calling out the violations of human rights. With this promotion, the company makes it crystal clear. The National Football League, however, can't say the same. Cap, in his own words, wrote on Twitter, I've teamed up with Ben and Jerry's to serve up joy on the journey to justice. Today, we're excited to introduce Change the World, a new non-dairy flavor that hits shelves in early 2021. 100% of my proceeds will go to Know Your Rights Camp with matching support from Ben and Jerry's. Just awesome. Oh, this just is another amazing. reminder. Look at this guy. <laughs> ben Rick Strong. Is... Dang. Look at the, he's got AOC, he's got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Look at his, his prayer corner behind him. His, his, uh, his atheist coomer prayer corner. Colin Kaepernick icon. California license plate, what a surprise. Fags from California. Uh, against the web, who is this? Michael Brooks, against the web. Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Bobblehead toy, right? Consumer toy. Uh, of course, AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez with the uh, the bobblehead. Who is this? is this guy in the middle? This is like hip hop. It's uh, all to, toys. Uh, to, uh, and uh, so it's all about pelvic blood drug. You get inadequate clitoral engorgement. Mm. Um, uh, which oh, this oh, that's what it is. It's TYT Sports, man. This is the Young Turks. This is the Young Turks channel. Okay, I gotta make this window a little bit bigger so you can see what channel it is. We got TYT, the Young Turks Sports. I don't know who this guy is. Oh yeah, Rick Strom. That's his name. There it is. Executive producer and host Rick Strom. <laughs> wow. Hmm. So far. Oh, wait, let me read this. Let me read this super chat. Hey, thank you guys for the super chats. Thank you for the support. Best way to support is Streamlabs. And thank you, Dr. Gregor, for that amazing uh, poem. Uh, Megiddo Eubanks donated five bucks. What's up, Megiddo Eubanks? Is that how you say it? Megiddo? Megiddo? Probably not your real name, though, right? Megiddo Eubanks says. Here are the paltry, five gender-neutral, soy-based, completely woke, fiat dollar bigot. Oh, the gender-neutral. Five gender-neutral dollars. Thank you very much. Soy-based, too. I like that. I like that. Thank you for those social credit points. Thank you for those social credit points. You guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up. 
hit the like and support the stream via Streamlabs. Or you're a bigot. All right, we're, st we're stopping racism here, guys, with ice cream flavors. Look at this Coomer. ...than most other companies in America. As painful as it yeah, was... Let me go back. ...from Ben & Jerry's, just awesome. This is another reminder of how Ben & Jerry's is so far ahead than most other companies There's in America. There's so far ahead than most other companies in America? America. As painful... All right. Let's try to see what's going on with the reflection of his glasses, right? What's going well, on there? What is he looking at? What's in front of him? Remember George Floyd being murdered by four Minneapolis police officers <laughs> and Derek Chauvin's knee on that man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. There were statements put out from company to company, blabbering about how black lives do indeed matter, while also giving donations to, for example, Senator Kelly Leffler, and or enabling slash benefiting from the prison industrial complex, like, say, McDonald's. The same can be said for Wendy's, Starbucks. Oh, well, they're, they're just not as cool as the other companies like Nike. <laughs> like Nike and Ben and & Jerry's. Mark Sprint, Verizon, Victoria's Secret. You and guys are more. not justice enough. You guys are not spreading that social justice juice enough. Come on, Victoria's Secret. It's a rabbit hole you should likely go down as soon as you can. What opened my eyes to the in-depth thought process of Ben and Jerry's was when Floyd was suffocated to death, they did not sugarcoat their statement. They went all in. They called out the president of the United States. Instead of calling for the use of aggressive tactics on protesters, the president must take the first step by disavowing white supremacists and nationalist groups that overtly support him. And by Nash Oh, wow. Whoa. All right. Ben and Jerry's. Silence is not an option. Listen to this. This is the statement from Ben and Jerry's. The president must take the first step by disavowing white supremacists and nationalist groups that overtly support him. Nationalists, white supremacists, and straight people. <laughs> it's gonna be, he, he must disavow white supremacists and penises. <laughs> what are the nationalist groups? You're not allowed to be the nationalist or white supremacist now? You like how they mix that up? Ben and Jerry's an American company. What? How interesting. Ben Cohen, Jerry Greenfield, is that their names? Ben and Jerry's. They don't like these white supremacists and nationalist groups. What do those have to do with each other? Not using his Twitter feed to promote and normalize their ideas and agendas. They could <laughs> Trump's Twitter feed is racist. Says Ben and Jerry's. These are people who they want you to buy their products, and this is this is what is a corporate corporate America is just full activism now. Right, these huge global corporations, not just corporate America. These are mega corporations. They sell their ice cream everywhere in the world. This is a global gig. There's full on activist corporations now. Nike, Michelin, Shell, and BP. They just want social justice. They want to end white supremacy. Do you, do you see the ruse? How do people not see this? How do people Amanda not see what a Congress joke this is? Passed H.R. 40, legislation that would create a commission to study the effects of slavery and discrimination from 1619 to the present and recommend appropriate remedies. We cannot move forward together as a nation until we begin to grapple with the sins of our past. The so sins of our past. So the, the new original sin, according to Ben and Jerry's, is you're white. 
Every Jim Crow and segregation were systems of legalized and monetized white supremacy for which generations of black and brown people paid an immeasurable price. And then, in the same statement, they supported the Floyd family's call to create a national task force that would draft bipartisan legislation aimed at ending racial violence and increasing police accountability. And in the end of this statement, they called on the DOJ to reinvigorate its civil rights division as a staunch defender of the rights of black and brown people. The DOJ must also reinstate policies rolled back under Trump, wow. such as consent decrees to curb police abuses. So, yeah, if there were to be a singular company that matches CAP's efforts, it's likely Ben & Jerry's. While we see fluffy statements from other corporations, Ben & Jerry's was one of the few who put Black Lives Matter in their statements Back in 2016, on their website. Again, you can buy this product in 2020. <laughs> buy this product in 2020. Buy this product. Buy this product for justice, social justice. We've got CBS Sacramento. Everybody's doing the press releases for Ben and Jerry's. Everyone's doing it. Just received a sweet surprise this holiday season. Ice cream maker Ben and Jerry's unveiled a new. Like nobody, nobody's a fan of this dude for his actual athletic abilities. Isn't that funny? This guy's not slaying it in athletics. He just became the front man, the poster boy, the face of Nike. He became. He became the front, the front man. He became the whore, right? He was the guy who would whore his name out and whore his face out for this shit. Flavor to honor the Turlock native. In a statement, the company says the flavor called Change the World. Notice how they spelled world there? Clever. Celebrates Kaepernick's courageous work to confront systemic oppression and courageous. stop police violence against black and brown people. And how's that worked out? How's that worked out? What has he done to actually stop violence? What has he done to actually uplift black people? Right? Is he actually teaching? He says, know your rights. What is he teaching these people at his know your rights conferences? Those weird little culty looking like an evangelical conference or something. What is he actually teaching these children? Is he teaching people, is he teaching the black community how to raise their children in a way that's going to result in more strength and resilience in the family units and in the communities? Is he teaching them how to strengthen family bonds and community bonds, how to create community-supported agriculture locally, how to create uh, community trade networks? Is he teaching children? Is he paying for children to go to trade school at a young age so that they can have skills that can feed their family, skills that they can pass on to their children? Is he, is he teaching them how to police their neighborhoods, how to save money, Now, someone in the chat says, uh, Megiddo Eubanks says, he even, he isn't even a husband or a father. Yeah, no, This dude has no children. This dude has no family. This dude is a self-absorbed... What, I don't know what you, what you can call these people. Whores. Whores is the best way to, to describe them, right? These people who just, they'll sell their face, they'll sell their soul to that Nike swoosh to Ben and Jerry's. For a few bucks. Kaepernick says he is honored to partner with Ben and Jerry's. Proceeds will go to his Know Your Rights camp. 
Kaepernick looks like he's in shitty shape, too. Seeds will go to his, no, you're right. <laughs> this dude's... Ben and Jerry's. conditioning. Seeds will go to his... The 49ers, they're doing, they're doing kegels before. <laughs> they're doing kegels over there. Kaepernick and the Niners are doing kegels for practice. Look at this guy. Proceeds Yay. will go to his, no, you're... You want to squeeze the pelvic floor. Just squeeze that pelvic Jerry's. floor. As you kick that leg back, just go ahead and... And, and just feel that pelvic floor supporting your uterus. <laughs> Proceeds will go to his Know Your Rights camp. Post- <laughs> Proceeds <laughs> will go to the lawyer that runs his Know Your Rights scam. All right, so thank you, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, Kaepernick. Got that vegan ice cream. Ben and Jerry's vegan social justice ice cream. This idea of veganism as social justice, right? The consumer religion. Um, we've been talking about veganism kind of uh, poking at the, the wasp nets, the hornet's nest of all these. Uh, now most of them are gone on YouTube. <laughs> most of the vegan YouTubers are gone now. What's left is a real pathetic bunch. But we've been talking about this you know, plant-based diet. How the degeneration of the family, the degeneration, and the destruction of the transmission of knowledge through the generations has resulted in us not knowing how to feed ourselves, us not knowing how to produce our own foods. This could be a major problem, especially as we see now with food shortages can be artificially created by just shutting down small businesses all over. These people are still telling us, they're still telling us as everything's getting shut down, they're telling us, you got to eat the kibble. you got to get ready to, uh, to eat the bugs. Get ready to eat the bugs and the plant-based meat. Plant-based meat is about to get cheaper thanks to massive new vegan facilities in Europe, China, and the U.S. Mostly for China, though, right? U.K. manufacturer Plant and Bean aims to establish an industry-first, global, plant-based meat manufacturing platform to improve the quality and lower the cost of animal-free products. More money. So located in Boston, Lincolnshire, the 65-acre site will have a planned initial capacity of 55,000 metric tons at this factory. 55,000 metric tons of kibble. But this is, this is good. This is sustainable, they'll, they'll tell you. Having a cow, having sheep, having goats, having rabbits, having chickens, guinea pigs, whatever you want... They'll tell you that having these animals on your own land and producing them yourself, that's really bad. That's so dangerous. That, that's carbon dioxide, methane, greenhouse gases. That's terrible. But what's good, what's good is a 55,000 metric ton capacity factory that will provide subscale companies, larger international brands and retailers, a fully certified European manufacturing platform to help them meet the growing demand for plant-based meat products and accelerate international expansion. So they're building these mega factories that then they can rent out to these little startups, right? And these are going to be the, the new fake small businesses. The new fake small businesses are all franchises of, it's like you, you get to make, you get to use and rent factory space and use all the Monsanto GMO-drenched patented seeds to make your plant-based burgers with and then market those plant-based burgers, but you don't own the facilities. You don't own anything. You just market it, right? And then you send it to their platform to produce it, 
And then you could sell it through your Instagram profiles. You could sell it through your influencers. But essentially, the manufacturing of this and all the raw materials are all owned by these huge transnational corporations like Plant and Bean. <clears throat> In addition to manufacturing, a key pillar of Plant and Bean's business model is its ecosystem of collaborative innovation. So they use words like this, ecosystem of collaborative innovation. Oh, that sounds so green. This is a factory. It's not a factory. No, 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 I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even said that. I misspoke. This is not a factory. This is an ecosystem of collaborative innovation that brings together research institutions and food tech companies to drive technological development to improve the quality and lower the cost of plant-based meat products. Right? Destructive. Destructive. The horriblest. The cruelest species that has ever walked. On planet Earth. Ben and Furries. Ben and Furries, what's up? Thank you very much. Ben and Furries donated five bucks. That's first time donating. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's the first time I've seen Ben and Furries in the chat. Ben and Juries, Ben and Furries. That's a good one. I mean, that's that's such a 2020 name right there, isn't it? Ben and Furries. Thank you for supporting the stream. Certified bigot supporting the stream. You guys, these streams don't happen without your support. Right? If we come on here, we get no support. We just stop doing streams. I don't know. I, I can't say it enough. How much I despise what YouTube has done to this platform. All right, they hide the videos, the shadow ban channels, delete videos, delete all the freaking good channels. All right, so if you want us to continue doing these streams, please support, guys. Take note from the furry was uh, Ben and Furries from Megiddo and Sid Meister, Zyklon V. And exposing powerful lies. Support the stream. We need y'all support. We don't do these streams. I'm sorry. If you don't support, we can't do these streams. So it is what it is. So Planted Bean. Planted Bean is so far partnered with global food production and development company Griffith Foods. Manufacturer and ingredient supplier Gushin. And research institutes Wageningen. I didn't even say that. <laughs> Wageningen University and Singapore Institute of Technology. It's, as part of its research and development, Planted Bean is currently working to develop a computational breeding technology to achieve a 50% reduction in the cost of peas and beans, optimizing protein extraction at a significantly lower cost, and improving texture generation, focusing on improved extrusion technology to drive higher machine efficiencies, lower energy use, and better plant-based meat textures. Or you could just eat a fucking steak. Or you could just eat fucking steak. Or you could just eat some birds. Or you could just eat some rabbits. Right? You could raise rabbits. You could raise birds for cheap. You could raise rabbits just foraging for local plants and feeding them those if you know what to give them. It's a whole nother thing. There's <laughs> a hard learning curve with some of these animals. But you know what? It's not hard to raise your own livestock. It doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a bunch of stimulus from government. To raise livestock. That's why these people want you off the land. They don't want you to be able to own land at all. That's why the World Economic Forum says you will own nothing. You will own nothing. But you'll be happy, they say. They say you'll be happy. You're going to know nothing, but you'll be happy. The World Economic Forum says you got to go plant-based. You got to. We're going to develop more plant-based meats. There's no such thing as plant-based meats. You know what plant-based meat is? Grass-fed beef. You know what plant-based milk is? Fucking milk. It's made of plants. 
<laughs> These people are trying to redefine your livestock and your children. And they're calling us and our livestock environmental toxins. But they're telling us that all these actual environmental toxins are good and sustainable. They say Monsanto is sustainable. Glyphosate's good. Right? Glyphosate's Guys, sustainable. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. Glyphosate's sustainable. Matt, thank you, Matt. Donated five bucks. Says vegan supplementing with synthetic B12 produced with child slave labor because they don't want to contribute to animal slave labor. I'm confused. Exactly. Exactly. The cobalt. That is the backbone of the methylcobalamin and the cyanocobalamin that these vegans all admit that they need to take to stay alive, to stay barely alive on their stupid, depleted diet. They rely on cobalt from child slaves in the Congo. They rely on soy and corn that destroys communities, destroys families, destroys entire nations. Through the incredibly corrupt practices of companies like Monsanto, Dow, Syngenta, who push these GMOs. Right? These GMOs displace real heirloom crops that people have been growing for thousands of years. And destroys the soil on which it's grown, making these farmers dependent on more stimulus from government. Loans, microfinancing, as Bill and Melinda Gates call it from these huge international banks, from the IMF, so that they can grow the soy, wheat, and corn that's displacing their heritage foods, destroying their ability to live off their own land, and making them dependent on imports. That's okay. That's good. But eating real meat grown on your own land, that's bad, that's meat. These vegans, these vegans are so duped. These vegans are such useful idiots. I... I don't even know what else to say. I can't believe how many of these people get duped into this. And as soon as they realize, as soon as they realize they've been duped and they start eating animal foods again, they feel way better. But these useful idiots can be used and leveraged to push this stuff. To push uh, Wageningen University and Singapore Institute of Technology and, uh, and China and, uh, and Plants and Beans UK giant manufacturing plant for plant-based Chinese kibble to feed the people. That's good, right? Food factory is good. Farmers are bad. Vegan activist Tash Peterson goes topless in latest protest. But this is how you can stop them. You can stop the evil farmers by, uh, by going and, and showing them your titties. Not even showing them your titties. Going to a cappuccino strip. Fremantle's cappuccino shop. And, and showing them your, your titties. <laughs> Bird vegan activist Tash Peterson has pulled her latest publicity stunt, this time interrupting diners while topless along Fremantle's cappuccino strip. The 27-year-old, the 27-year-old woman, pathetic, you pathetic child, you're a 27-year-old pathetic child who wants attention, you're showing your freaking breasts. Oh, this is, this is activism. Responsible for invading Optus Stadium's oval during the first AFLW Western Derby, shared vision of herself walking in Fremantle before launching into her rant. Do you know what happens to the cows in the dairy industry for you to consume that brass milk? She yells to diners outside the Pizza Bella Roma restaurant. They're raped and artificially inseminated to become pregnant so they can produce breast milk. It's not breast milk. It's an udder, first of all. You have breasts which will never create milk. You have breasts which will never make milk. You stupid bitch. 
Those are udders. And no, they're not raped and artificially inseminated. None of my cows are raped or artificially inseminated. None of them. When a mommy cow and a daddy cow love each other, <laughs> they rape them and artificially inseminate them and make them pregnant and make them make breast milk. Rah! Look at these people. You're so sick in the head, woman. You're not even a woman. You're a girl. You're a little girl. You're a 27-year-old child. After a nine-month pregnancy, her babies are immediately taken away from her. All right, these are the, these are the same people who say that uh, abortion is a right, right? Uh, reproductive health services. That's a human right. right let's, let's, where's the video? Look at this idiot. All right, let's find the actual clip. Where's the dang video? Someone's got to have this video. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Maybe if I refresh it, the video will load. We'll see. Alright, so this, this young girl who identifies as a cow. Or who we we can I guess can we identify her as a cow? <laughs> this empowered young woman just doesn't want to load. She just doesn't want to load. We'll We'll move on. Is it because, is my internet working? We're still live. Yes, we are. We're still live. We've got, we got some bigots still watching. You guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. If you thought you were subscribed to this channel, you will very likely find that you are no longer subscribed to this channel because that's how YouTube rolls. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure to like it. Hit the bell. we got a bunch of people who have not hit the like yet. Guys, hit the like. Hit the thumbs up. And support via the Streamlabs. That's the best way to go for supporting the work we do here. All right, so these, these animal rights activists, though, they're starting to ramp it up, especially in, uh, especially in Australia. Notorious animal rights fanatic targets university. An infamous animal rights fanatic was jailed for six years for her part in a terrorist-style campaign. I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger oh. and stronger than you. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that, Hedge. And Jerry Brooks. Thank you, Jerry Brooks. Donated five bucks. Says, what do you think of the latest crises? Cyber attack on Gov. Smells like WEF trick. Klaus has talked about next threat being cyber attack. Great timing, too, for distraction from voter fraud and Biden scandal. Seems like nothing is what it seems today. Yeah, now the, the cyber attack and the, the grid going down, that, that is a big one. You remember, remember in, that, uh, in, the, in the Blade Runner reboot, they talk about how there was a blackout. And after the blackout, all the data was wiped in this blackout, right? And this was kind of this great reset. If you watch Blade Runner 2049, the backstory to this insinuates that there was some sort of a great reset that included a total blackout of the grid and a wiping of all the data. 
strange, right? Now, I, I, it's, it's just an interesting idea. This idea that you just turn off the lights for a few days. I mean, these people have been talking about depopulation. These people have been talking about population control for a long time. That would be in a really effective way to cause chaos and to cause mass death. Now, mass death. And I really hope that we don't see power grid going down type of situation. Uh, the World Economic Forum has talked about a, a possible cyber attack, right? Klaus Schwab was talking about a cyber attack that would dwarf 9-11. Um, so, yeah, it, it does seem like we will be seeing something like that. Of course, it's going get, to get blamed on other states. Right? Russia. You're going to blame the Russians. It's the Russians. Um, but yeah, Jerry Brooks was definitely on the radar. Um, strange times now. Strange times coming. Everybody's freaking out on my feet. He wants—I don't know what he wants to play for, but he's acting like, like I'm ready to just wrestle with him. Calm down, Ribeye. Calm down. Um, I don't know what's to come. I don't know what's going to happen next. But we definitely the cyber attack, um, power outages, stuff like that, EMPs, perhaps, um, giant hacks, even possible attacks on financial uh, systems or data. Records. I mean, we could see this. We could see this. And the WEF has been talking about this as being the potential next major crisis. So that's what we're going to see. We'll be seeing cyber events happening, being blamed on convenient enemies, invisible enemies. Who knows? Who knows? But, you know, I, I, I hope... Uh, I hope we don't see too much more disruption. I mean, 2020 has been kind of full speed ahead, flu world order uh, um, implementation. And I wouldn't doubt if we start to see some more of these events, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But uh, thank you for supporting. Uh, we do get a little bit of support from you guys in the chat. We need more support from you guys in the stream, though, you guys in the chat. Sometimes, we get the, sometimes the big donors drop in. And show us how much they appreciate the, uh, the streams. But then, hey, maybe sometimes the streams just suck. Maybe sometimes they just suck. So I want to thank the, uh, the folks who do enjoy. The, we've got to say folks now, right? That's what all the, the Biden people and all these. It's always folks. All the, like the socialists. They don't say people anymore. They say folks. Folks need help. I mean, Obama started the folks thing. Why is that? Why do they choose that? <laughs> Why is it Folks. But anyways, there are some of you folks who support the stream. We appreciate that. Um, Non-binary, neutral folks. All you folks. All right, so let's, let's hear about this. Notorious animal rights fanatic targets the universities. She's going to university now. She just got out of jail six years for terror-style campaigns against animal testing labs. Is now targeting a university. Sarah Whitehead, 63, this lovely boomer. Uh, Sarah Whitehead, 63, was in court last week for hurling abuse and threats at punters and staff of Hove Dog Track. Police have been monitoring her activities for several months after people living near the track complained about weekly megaphone tirades. Weekly megaphone tirades. Look at this. Look at this ad, too. Oh, look, you're going to cover... You can cover your... <laughs> Reasons to wear a mask. Hide garlic breath. Hide garlic breath. No need for lippy. Ooh, cover a spot. Better hide your blemish. Look at this propaganda bullshit. Horsam Magistrates Court 
has banned her from going near the stadium during race times ahead of full criminal behavior order application in March. But Bryden and Hove News understands police are now monitoring activities at the university where she has started protesting against animal testing. So they just, they're letting these vegans out. These vegans are going nuts. Right, this, this woman was posting realistic host, uh, I'm sorry, hoax bombs. They were, they were mailing fake bombs and slogans like puppy killer, murderer, and scum. The homes and cars. These people are nuts. These people are legit terrorists. But they're just allowed to run rampant, right? Because their message is the message of these huge transnational corporations who want to feed you kibble instead. It's that simple. It really is that simple. That's why they're allowed to keep spouting their shit. That's why they get free publicity. That's why they get Guys, documentaries funded. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. There we go. I'm getting some, some support over here. Adric donated 15 bucks through Super Chat. Thank you. Through the, that's through the YouTube Super Chat. We appreciate that. If that's the only way you can support, that's cool. There is the Streamlabs too. And you guys can send through Streamlabs and they don't get a cut like YouTube does. It says, uh, God bless Primal. Keep the fires burning. Thank you very much. And God bless. We appreciate that. We keep these streams going. You guys keep the, uh, the fire of these streams going with your support, with your thumbs up, with sharing these, and with getting the word out there. All right, so got Joaquin Phoenix here. We'll talk about some of this stuff later, though. Joaquin Phoenix is going to have a new documentary. A new documentary from Joaquin Phoenix. Yay! Yay! Right now, now of course, we get these, these corporate activists... These corporate whacktivists, these uh, slacktivists, as we call them. Like Colin Kaepernick. And then you've got uh, the repercussions. The repercussions of these policies like the Green New Deal, stakeholder capitalism that Klaus Schwab is, uh, is talking about. And we see this playing out right now. In the third world, right? So crowds of Indian farmers gather for days to protest new agricultural laws. Uh, that was an NPR article. Why if you are, believe oh, that you are being gaslighted, gaslighted. then speak out. I think we're getting Come gaslighted. Come and speak to someone. Make friends within the vegan community. I think, we're, I think all of us are getting gaslighted. I think we're all being gaslit. Gaslit, gaslighted, gasloited. We are all being gaslighted. To such an insane degree right now that it's it's staggering. It's staggering. There are a lot of people that are waking up because of this, and a lot of people are just throwing the blinders on. All right, so we got to be creating real relationships in our community. We got to be creating real resilient food distribution networks. These people are working on systematically and have uh, uh, shutting down your ability to travel, your ability to go outside. We can't allow this. We've got to stop allowing the stupid lockdowns. We've got to stop allowing this PCR test bullshit to upend and ruin our lives and enslave us. Yeah, because if we don't, we're going to end up like freaking India, which we're going to take a look at now. All right, so Dancy Diaz donated 10 bucks. Dancy Diaz, thank you for the support, man. I appreciate that. A, Dancy is a, is a name that I've seen around. By the way, we said we're going to do open lines today. I got there's a link if you guys want to call in for open lines. We got a link down below. I might not even take calls. I don't know if I want to do open lines right now. 
I don't even know if I want to do open lines, but if anybody, if anyone calls in, I might, we might take some calls. So we got the uh, the Zoom meeting is open now. You guys can call in if you'd like. Nancy Diaz donates ten bucks. Says, "Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Eat the kibble, man!" Thank you, Nancy Diaz. That was one of my favorite quotes from the greatest, from the greatest holder of the office of president elect ever, Joseph R. Biden, husband of Dr. Jill Biden. I love that quote. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, man. I'm looking red. I got red today. I laid down in the sun for like 20 minutes today. My face is all red. I got, I got a little bit burned. See it in my, uh, in my screen here. Come on, man. Don't be getting sunburned. Why are thousands of Indian farmers protesting? Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi says recently enacted farm laws will free farmers from bullying middlemen. Farmers say they fear big corporations. Farmers from the northern Indian states of Punjab and Haryana, angry at recently enacted farm laws, have been trying to stage protests in the capital, New Delhi. Some of India's farmers are among the country's poorest people, but government policies have long protected them. Yeah, right. From the ravages of open market prices. That is changing. A set of three laws passed in September aims to deregulate India's enormous agriculture sector. So there you go. Opening it up to the World Economic Forum. Remember, Sadhguru likes to go to the World Economic Forum. Sadhguru goes to the World Economic Forum and tells these people. And tells these people at the World Economic Forum that India needs to come to heal. India will be a member of this new sustainable global order of population reduction. <laughs> Sadhguru. A set of three laws passed in September's aims to deregulate India's enormous agriculture sector. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has said they will liberate farmers from the tyranny of middlemen. But many farmers fear they stand to lose more than they could gain from the new regulations and that the main beneficiaries will be agricultural corporations with gargantuan financial firepower. Oh, of course. Of course. As a result, the farmers have taken to the streets in the biggest such protests in years. The demonstrations ramped up last week when several thousand protesters from the northern states of Punjab and Haryana set out to converge on the capital, New Delhi. Police blocked them at the city's borders, denying them permission to gather in a place of their choice. What do India's new farm laws do? First, they make it easier for farmers to bypass government-regulated markets, known locally as mandis, to sell produce directly to private buyers, meaning corporations. They can now enter into contracts with private companies, a practice known in India as contract farming, and sell across state borders. The new regulation also allows traders to stockpile food. This is a shift away from prohibitions against hoarding, which could make it easier for traders to take advantage of rising prices, such as a pandemic, such as during a pandemic. Such practices were criminal offenses under the old rules. Why is any of this a problem? Al Jazeera says that uh, farmers have some genuine concerns. Well, how nice, how generous. A big one is that the new rules remove any of their, many of their safeguards. More than 86% of India's cultivated farmland is controlled by smallholder farms who own less than two hectares, five acres of land each. They fear that they just do not have enough bargaining power to get the kinds of prices they need for a decent standard of living when they negotiate to sell their produce to larger companies. So what these companies set up is this basic model of – it's basically corporate sharecropping. Right? And they're going to set the situation up to where 
These people either become corporate sharecroppers to these big transnational corporations and then collectively plant, till, and harvest their farms together using the very sustainable methods of uh, you know, industrial agriculture. They can do that or, or they can just go out of business and then sell those little two, those measly two hectares of land that they have to these huge transnational corporations who can then grow that food and export it. <laughs> right? This is, this is ridiculous. The government has left us at the mercy of big corporations, says uh, Rashbender Singh, 27, a farmer from the Punjab state. It is preposterous to believe that farmers who have small land holdings will have any bargaining power over private players. So they're going to offer them such low prices for their food that the only thing they can do is adopt the industrial model. What do you need to adopt the industrial model? Well, you need big loans from the IMF. You got to plant them GMOs. You got to plant them good old GMOs. And you got to use these pesticides, herbicides, that destroy your soil and then make you more dependent on more input from these chemical companies with their GMO seeds. One of the new legal provisions says that to resolve disputes, farmers can seek a so-called conciliation board, district-level administrative officers, or an appellate authority. In other words, these cases will not go to a regular court. So they're going to go to freaking kangaroo courts if they have an issue. The new laws do not make written contracts mandatory. So in the case of any violation of their terms, it can be very hard for a farmer to prove that he or her has been aggrieved giving them little recourse. So they're destroying farming. They want to destroy the small farmer model throughout the whole third world, consolidate that power into the hands of very few corporations who can then increase their land holdings. And then shoot, with the Green New Deal stuff, they'll even be able to leverage those land holdings as ecosystem services and get carbon credits at an international level. This is the biggest scam. This whole Green New Deal um, now, Great Reset is such a scam. And the, the target of this, the real victims of this, are small family farms, small business, the family in general, right? Basically, everybody except huge mega corporations, international banks, the World Economic Forum members, the UN, all these huge transnational corporations and banks and the World Business Councils for Sustainable Development, they're going to make out huge with this. They're going to make massive profits. Then India's farmers are going to get screwed. All right, so that's the model. We've got a systematic erosion of people's ability to produce their own food, a systematic destruction of a small family farm. And essentially... A takeover of our food supply by a technocratic global elite who don't care about feeding you nourishing foods, who don't care about your cultures, who don't care about farmers. In fact, these people hate farmers. These people hate the fact that you can own land, that you can make decisions for yourself. These people despise that. All right. I'm going to take some calls. I got somebody waiting in the, uh, the waiting room here. We're doing open lines. If you guys want to call in, if you got a question, if you got a comment, you got to have video access if you're calling in. Here, let me. 
Let's pull in Asa. I think Asa came in before. Hey Asa, make sure you got video. You're muted when you first come in until you put your video on. Try to make sure we got a real person here. So if you don't have video access, I don't think I don't know if I'm gonna let you in. Asa can't hear anything. Oh, there we go. Join with computer audio. Now you can hear. Asa, you hear? No, you don't just get to start video later. You either come on with video or you don't come on at all. Because I don't know who's coming on. You got to be a real person if you're going to call in. Asa, if you want to call in, you call in with video. Until then, you wait. You go back to the waiting room. And then you can throw your video on if you want to, if you want to chat. Oh, there we go. Hold on. All right. I can't show my face. I, I, I don't want to get like no or anything. All right, man. All right, man. No worries. No worries. Just sometimes people come on, they try to play some funny games. Good to have you on here, man. How you doing, Asa? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. That's good. I like the... Uh... That's all I got. You got that. You got that basement aesthetic going on in the background there. I can't. It's like a half finished room or something. It's hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. No. I just moved. So. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. Anyways, um, like I, I called in a month ago, and uh, like I'm in college. I think I mentioned that, and uh, like everything you were just talking about, like agriculture. I was learning about all of this in my class. Yeah. And we were talking about like. Uh, like my professor was saying, oh, you know, the population is growing too much. We have to lower the fertility rates. And then they're talking about like, oh, meat is unsustainable because of like uh, the, the pyramid of biomass or something like that. Why? Like, wait. Oh, so we have to stop consuming meat. Really? And what, what kind of class was, was this an environmental studies course or just like a straight biology class? What kind of class was it? Uh, this was... It's supposed to be an entomology and like sociology class, but it was basically like a social justice class. Yeah, right. So it was, and depopulation came up on what day? Like, how quickly was it? Day one, first lecture, decrease the population and give you eat the bugs. It was like as as soon as we started talking about, I would say it, it would be the second unit. So like maybe one month in, they just straight up started talking about and and mo. What was so astonishing is that most of the students are fine with it. They're like, yeah, we really need to reduce the population. And, but because they're, and, yeah, it's not them. It's not us. We're essential, right? Like you, that doesn't mean us. That means all those other stupid people. We're the smartest people. We deserve to live. Everyone else deserves to die. Right. And, and they're all saying like, oh, no, I'm not going to have any kids. I'm going to be single my whole life. I'm going to have dogs. And this was just the whole, you know, you how, how everyone was thinking. Sadhguru say, you can have a dog. You can have a dog. You do not need children. You can have a dog. It will be, you will be very, very spiritual if you do not have the children. You can only have a dog. And your dog must also eat the bugs. You will feed your dog the bugs as well. Yeah, so, yeah all the li- What happened? I was going to say, all, all the women like in my class are going to be like cat ladies or something yeah. when they're older. Well, I mean, it's crazy because you can actually affect hormonally people through, you know, dietary intervention, especially if you start young, you, you can make, 
through all right, you feed people a bunch of soy, you start feeding people a bunch of soy, you're gonna get a lot more asexual people. <laughs> you're gonna get a lot more people who are who are uh, hormonally just not functioning correctly. Um, and you you see this in like street interviews. Like I was watching this Ryan Long comedy video today, and he's like asking dumb questions on the street, making jokes, and this guy. He asks, like, hey, do you think the Pfizer vaccine is going to give you erectile dysfunction or something like that? And the guy's like, yeah, I wouldn't really care about that, man, because, like, you know, you don't really need to use it much anyways. And he's like, oh, are you, are you, uh, what do you ask? He's like, are you, are you asexual or something? The guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like non-binary. He, he wasn't like, he wasn't gay. He wasn't, it wasn't trans, but he's like asexual, non-binary, and didn't even care if his dick didn't work in the street. Like dudes in the, in the streets with a random person and just asking him questions tells him, it doesn't matter if my dick doesn't work. I don't want to use it anyways, basically. Like I have no sex drive anyways. It was really strange. But that's it, – it's real, it's real, man. If you if – you, um, through, through propaganda, through social media, and through repetition, and through – Chemical means people can be influenced to be so confused that every level, you know, intellectually, spiritually, but even physically, like the body is even physically confused because of all these hormones and things that we're taking in. I know there was this one guy in my class. He was he was the physical manifestation of soy. He looked like you know the the typical um, I don't know like Reddit person with like a beard, like the the meme. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Right. Looked like, and, he looked like every vegan YouTuber. <laughs> right. Right. And he was saying uh, – the, the teacher didn't push back at all. He said, he said like, uh, masculinity and uh, high levels of testosterone is bad for you. And actually, men with high, high levels of testosterone are going to die sooner. And he was saying, like, how they're going to die of heart disease. And it, it was just crazy. This is that sociology class still? Same course? This was the same course. That that class I didn't learn anything from. And you know what was what was so crazy is we watched this this um, TED talk. This is part of the curriculum for some reason. <laughs> TED talks are the best, right? Right. There was this Swedish guy, and he said he was talking about like sustainability in developing countries, and he he was literally advocating for more global governance. That's exactly how he put it. Government. He was blatantly yeah, yeah. saying this. Well, that's and this is Klaus Schwab's line too. We, uh, the problem is not the lack of global government. The problem is not global government. It's a lack of global governments. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually like, um, well, listening to his book, like um, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And, like he says that so many times. It's just like no one can deny that these people want global government. It's so blatant, yeah. and they openly admit it. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the universities, they're, they're preaching it. But then if you say, maybe this is bad, maybe this isn't like a good idea. It used to be if you even say global government is being pushed, you're a conspiracy theorist, crazy idiot, right? But now it's no global government is necessary and it's, and it's really good. And if you're pushing against it, you must be like, I don't know, I get, I, this one said white supremacist nationalists, right? The, uh, the Ben and Jerry's ad or the Ben and Jerry statement was saying that white supremacists and, and nationalists should be like grouped together. So yeah, if you don't agree with it all, then you must be, you must be that. You must be a racist, bigot, homophobe, um, terrible person, which is, it's just ridiculous, man. Like it's so, it's so sad seeing 
it's it's really frustrating being at a university and seeing this going on around you. But it's also it's really it's kind of it's it's sad to see the cumulative effects of it, like on several generations. Um, it's good that it's good that you see what's going on. It's good that you're at least kind of questioning and and seeing seeing a little bit differently than perhaps your professors do. But um, is is there any pushback or are other students saying? Like, are they asking questions about this Malthusian ethos and this assumption that humans are bad, the assumption that carbon dioxide is bad? Is there any, is there any pushback or people questioning at all? You know, in, in my entire semester, there hasn't been a single student who was willing to speak up, except for me, but the professor refused to call on me <laughs> because you have to raise your hand in the Zoom class. And he would just have me muted and he would never call on me if I was like the first one to raise my hand. There's like ten people in the queue. It's like, nope, I'm just gonna keep skipping you. Wow. How much? Yeah, yeah and you, you pay full price, right? To do distance learning, you still pay full price, don't you? Yeah, a lot of the students were so angry about that. They're they're paying full price. Actually they're paying more. What? Some students stay at home. Some students stay at home, so it's out of state tuition. And they're paying <laughs> they're they're paying that for, you know, second rate online university classes that are plagued wow. with problems. There's yeah. so many problems like with the with the online systems and the management. Yeah. It's it's a complete joke really. Like my exams from a month ago haven't even been graded properly. No because of the online system, they don't know how to use it. Yeah. I've heard that a lot of a lot of schools are going towards not even having grades now. <laughs> they're doing like doing more pass fail type stuff. Um, uh, that's what they're doing. You can make everybody equal and give everybody the same grade. Grades, maybe grades are, grades are mean, right? Grades are they're patriarchal. You know, I was in a class that actually said, they said grades are like racist or something, because they said statistically, um, yeah. white and Asians have the highest grades. Therefore, grades are inherently racist. That was literally their argumentation. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So, well, have you noticed that they're they're now grouping Asians with whites? Right, like Asians and whites, they're they're gonna they're gonna move, they're gonna take the Asians and put them with the cock Asians, <laughs> and uh, and they're gonna consider Asians now they're not people of color, right? Because they don't fit into that assumption of you know victimhood and all this. And Asians excel, especially in uh, you know in universities and schools, and they're underrepresented as far as like you know when you look at Harvard's um, admissions. Asians in particular are incredibly discriminated against in Harvard's uh, admissions policies. Whites as well, but Asians especially are underrepresented, especially uh, when you consider their SAT scores, um, their GPAs and their accomplishments. They are being kept out of a lot of these top-tier Ivy League universities. Yeah, it's just... uh... I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, I'm glad that I'm, I'm aware of what's going on, but it is hard to see how complacent everyone is with, with all this stuff in all my classes. You know, even in, even in classes that have nothing to do with any of this, they'll, they'll still push it. Yeah. That's what's so strange. It's like it, it enters everything. You're in a you know, math class or something. You're taking like uh, organic chemistry and they're teaching you racial, racial justice theory uh, or that is just, it's, it's really strange to me, but I guess we all kind of saw it coming. When I went to a, one of the most like, liberal universities in 
California, and at the time it was it was pretty bad. Two thousand five when I started, um, yeah, it's just I, I, everything I've heard from students now seems to indicate that it's like full speed in all the universities in every single state. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it it just seems like. I mean, the jump from high school to college, even I went to a super liberal high school. Yeah. In college, they just, they bring it to a different level. That's when they start talking about like, oh, humans are bad. We need to reduce, you know, fertility rates. And then they start pushing veganism. Like, as I was saying, they're saying in my class, this is what they were literally saying. They're yeah. saying meat is unsustainable because it takes, they're using this argument, this convoluted argument with like the second or first law of thermodynamics to justify how meat is like super energy inefficient compared to plants. And they're saying, therefore, like we need to start eating uh, a plant-based diet. Like there's going to be massive global famines. It's just, it's total alarmism. It's trying to scare <laughs> students. Well, they want to make massive global famines with the plant-based diet because that's, you, you eat a plant-based diet, you are in a famine. Like that's, that's really what it is. The only foods that are absolutely necessary for the development of human beings or animal foods. They have everything you need. I mean, your mother's milk is protein, fat, and carbohydrate. It's got saturated fat in it. It's got live bacteria. Mother's, you know, your mother's breast milk is so important. Right? But oh, that, that, that's bad, right? Milk is bad, right? Cow's milk is bad. That's unsustainable. But look, almond milk is great. Right? It's, it's really, it's like soy whatever. Soy milk is great. Yeah, soy milk is good. Whatever, whatever is really profitable and has really cheap inputs and can be industrialized and scaled globally, that's good for the environment. We're starting to see, kind of starting to see a pattern here. You know, whatever's good for the environment is what is really profitable, what allows these huge banks to consolidate power further, that's what's good for the environment. Everything else is just mean and bad. Right, and they're really like, um, they're really against like small-scale farming because they're saying, they're saying when people just grow their own, I remember you were talking about this, I think like an hour ago, but my, my professor was saying when people grow their own animals, like I, I guess they were saying like it's unsanitary because it's not like in a corporate facility or yeah, something. Yeah, it's bad. You're gonna get you're gonna get a disease. You're gonna give yourself. You're gonna spread swine flu and bird flu. You can't touch animals. Only only the, the scientists can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's in essence what they were saying. Yeah, and and do do you think the students were buying it in the class? Was there any pushback? I mean, I know it's it's Zoom. It's hard to, it's hard to read a Zoom room, but I usually go through some of the the web cameras. Like when he's saying this, yeah, I, it, it it's unfortunate that most students are they, they seem completely receptive and in agreement with the professor. But yeah, you can see some students based on their reactions. They're like, what what is this guy talking about? Yeah. And it's usually the men who are like athletic right like people who actually have, yeah who understand nutrition anybody who understands nutrition or is maybe experimented with nutrition themselves yeah and then um yeah but like even the people who uh who i can tell that disapprove of it they they never speak or they never answer in class just because like people are so terrified at least in like my classes to speak out against the professor because the professor is just gonna lists like a million studies and he's going to say you have to have sources right now in front of you and you have to be able to cite them or else your argument is invalid so the, the cards are stacked against you every time you say something against um, like what the professor says 
And there are ways to, I mean, there, there are tons of studies showing the importance of meat, tons of studies showing the, uh, the lack of nutrition in animal, or I'm sorry, in animal lacking diets, right? Vegetarian, vegan diets resulting in more bone fractures, uh, low cholesterol resulting in more violent crime and risky behavior, risk-seeking behavior, um, low cholesterol being associated with higher all-cause mortality. I mean, a lot of this stuff is out there. Um, uh, there are tons of studies concerning developmental issues in vegan and vegetarian children, um, lack of nutrition in vegan and vegetarian children. There's a lot of this out there. So I think, you know, I'm, I definitely encourage, I, I encourage students to, uh, most definitely question their professors, uh, even if that means getting failed in the class by the professors. But the, I also encourage people to, uh, to maybe look at the other routes, right? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you specifically, but, you know, a lot of the people that, uh, kids I grew up with who ended up more financially secure and even you know, happier in general, they got into things like trades, young, right? Like metalworking, carpentry, Plumbing. I mean, plumbers have actually better um, long. I think it's like long, ten to thirty years. We looked at this on a stream. There was some article. I was in a membership meeting. Anyway, plumbers have better uh, prospects as far as their uh, their income goes, long term than most doctors. Right? You come out of the university with your PhD or with an MD, you're heavily indebted. It's going to take years to get out of that debt. Um, whereas if you learn a trade and you work your way up in the trade, you could be making significant amount of money within three to five years. And then the more time you put into it, the better you get. Eventually you're running your own crew. You got your own business. You got your own company. You're contracting your, your own jobs. You're, you're getting contracts. So I, I think that, uh, learning a trade might be much better for, for young people now than, than going to these universities. Unless of course you have, you know, a definite career path. If you want to be, I don't know. You're trying to be a uh, trying to be Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer or um, something like that, and you know you, what you want to do. Then you know university's good. But hey, if you're just going to the university because it's like, hey, I'm 18, I gotta go to the university. My parents think that my education is important. There might be better routes, especially now with distance learning and the destruction and the gutting of the education system in general. Um, there are always going to be people who need real skilled people. People with actual skills, like how to build a house, how to repair things, right? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd rather hang out. Most of the people that I uh, quite enjoy being around are not, you know, university professors and whatnot. I'd rather hang out with somebody who's working with their hands than somebody who's, uh, whose job is, um, you know, the, the, the bureaucratic technocrat. To me, those people are much more enjoyable. But yeah, anyways, that's my, my long-winded rant about how shitty the education system is now. Most people are going to be better off learning a trade than going to university, unfortunately. This is actually what I tell people all the time because I, I always say this. There's, there's so many students at my university who are studying like philosophy or literature or like gender studies. <laughs> like these totally useless, not pragmatic um, degrees at all. And they're putting themselves in like... $80,000 of debt and that's what they're dealing with right out of college. Yeah. To be to have and they're going to work at gender studies, right? To have like a gender studies degree and they're going to work at Starbucks or they're going to be they're going to be on OnlyFans hoeing it up. Right, they're going to work like some, you know, some minimum wage job and then 
on top of that, they're going to have a ton of student debt and they're going to have no, you know, no experience with actual jobs. So it's, yeah. And the thing is that the university consultants, like the people who are supposed to be telling students to be pragmatic, to plan out their future, they're not giving them advice at all. That's useful. They're saying, yeah. Oh, just, j- just pursue what makes you happy. Just pursue <laughs> like what, well, what's your interest? So the, I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll, you have a degree in Pornhub. <laughs> you could have degrees in like Halo Five, right? It's you know all these young people, like my, my generation and below, they're being set up for failure, and yeah. the staff at the university doesn't help at all because they just say, "Oh, just follow your dreams." So you know. Well, you know, what are your dreams? Your dreams are kind of a conglomeration. They're, your dreams are like this golem created by mass media. And yeah, you know, <laughs> created by film and television and social media, your so-called dreams are not even your own. It's just like, uh, hey, my uh, you know, my dad wants me to do this, or maybe uh, my my friends are into this, so maybe I should be into it. It's like people's thoughts, people's opinions, people's desires very often are just externally influenced anyway. So that's really shitty advice to tell somebody to follow their dreams sometimes because sometimes their dreams are retarded. <laughs> your dreams are dumb, kid. Don't follow your dreams; they suck. <laughs> you know they, they need to be hit over the head with that hammer, like metaphorically speaking. Sometimes, like even like my friend, like you know he's a good guy, but yeah. he expects to be a, a Hollywood film producer with like his his bachelor's degree in film. He said he's going to be like a millionaire. I said, well, what's your backup plan? What are you going to do if that doesn't work? He says, no, trust me, man. Trust me, man. It's going to work. (laughs) Well, Hollywood's just waiting for him to come and show them his his unique skill set. Like, they've never seen anyone like him in Hollywood. I think if you try to do that, a really relevant question is also, what's your last name? It's like, Hollywood, becoming a big producer in Hollywood, it's all about who you know, right? It's not about... Talent. Oh yeah, connections. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's there's nothing to do with though. You're talented. You're intelligent. You've got great ideas, and you're creative. It's oh, you know this person? Okay. It's like oh, you'll su- you'll suck on this? Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to in Hollywood. Happen. But I mean, it's yeah, man. It's it's hard. My uh, I got my dad's brother. He wanted to go to Hollywood and like become an actor when he was eighteen. This is in the '60s, right? This is like 1964. And I remember he, he went to L.A. My grandma told me this story. He went to L.A. and then he just hated it. And he, he went back to Texas after that. He told my grandma. She was, she was told the story. I don't know, like, what else happened. But one of the things that he said to her is, Mother, mother, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it out there in Hollywood. All, all, all these homosexuals. It's all, they're, all, they're all homosexuals. <laughs> He only went for like a few months, maybe less than a year, and he just came back and said, "Like, yeah, no, I can't make it. I'm not. I'm not willing to do to do this. Like, what I'm what I'm expected to do." And he realized, you know, you gotta you gotta grab your ankles if you want <laughs> if you want to make it in Hollywood. And that was in the '60s, man. That was in like '64, '65. That happened. So I guess I can imagine like how how, how worse it's gone. From then. Yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the university system's hard, man. The university system's hard. It's not easy to be, it's not easy to be a Zoomer these days, but, you know, it's like we, there, I, I do get hope from some of you, some of you Zoomers. 
seem to have your head screwed on correctly. <laughs> and you guys aren't letting this stuff drive you too nuts. But it's, um, yeah. I mean, what about your parents? Like, what do they, what do they think about all the all the COVID stuff? Like the last nine months, how are they handling this? Hmm. Well, they were skeptical at first of like the. I guess like some of the ideas about like global governance and the idea that, you know, there is a group of people that are pushing this agenda for like depopulation and, you know, atomizing everything. And, you know, they want to build these mega cities, stuff like that. But, um, you know, I I showed, I showed my mother, for example, some quotes from David Rockefeller and Klaus Schwab. They, They know who these people are, where they literally say like, yes, we want global governance. And David Rockefeller even says we want, you know, the new world order. Yeah. That was just undeniable. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, cool. I, it, it, it took like months and months and months, but yeah. Yeah, they're receptive, luckily. Check out this one. I got this. Uh, let me pull this thing up for you right here. Oops. Wrong one. Yeah, anyways, um, I, I got to go in like two minutes, but... Uh, Check out the World, yeah. World Economic Forum. Maggots on the menu. The pets... I'm sorry, the pet foods using insect protein to help the planet. So you get... The pets are going to eat the insects. Why don't you eat the insects? You should eat the bugs too. So this is... Your, your professor would be really stoked on this. The World Economic Forum wants to feed... <laughs> you're not allowed to have children. You can only have dogs, but your dog's got to go... He's got to be a flexitarian. He's got to be a bugitarian and eat cockroaches and drink cockroach milk um <laughs> yeah, his jaw would be gaping gaping wide open it would be dropped on the floor like over this article he, he was talking about that he was like oh insects are a good source of protein Why oh, do we even need cockroach eat milk eat cockroach milk it's got more protein more protein than cow's milk less pollution less uh, less methane cows bringing methane into the world it's destroying the planet it's it's ridiculous i think you know, a good thing to kind of point to people uh, in universities, first of all, is uh, the the IPCC climate gate documents that were revealed in 2008, I think it was 2009 maybe, uh, showing that there was massive fraud at the International Panel for Climate Change at the UN, uh, fudging data, making up data, manipulating data, um, a little bit of research on climate gate back then, 2009. That that opens up a lot. So um, yeah, the the climate alarmism is crazy, man. And uh, you gotta you gotta ask hard questions. You gotta ask the hard questions to your uh, university professors, uh, guys like Ned Nikolov. Ned Nikolov, shout out to Ned Nikolov on Twitter. He's a uh, he's he's a university professor as well, or at least he used to be. And a lot of these researchers have completely debunked this anthropogenic global warming climate change thing human driven climate change a lot of uh, these researchers like Ned Nikolov have done a great job at showing just how stupid the idea is that carbon dioxide is this environmental toxin that's destroying the planet and making it hot um, and uh, yeah I think I think a lot of a lot more students need to be asking the hard questions and pushing back against these professors because these professors are they get no pushback right they're tenured their job is just to repeat, and they think that they are, uh, they reckon themselves a heck of a lot more clever than they really are. But yeah, man, thanks for calling in. I know you got to run. Thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping in. I'm glad you got the video working. Sorry, I, I know you, you don't want to show your face, but we got <laughs> to make sure sometimes they've got real people on the line and not just. Yeah, I, I, had to, uh, I had to adjust my webcam at the last second, and then it was all good. Oh, I guess, nice. like, 
one final thing I would say is like if anyone in high school is watching, like don't like the the teachers will try to scare you into saying that you need a co- you know a college degree. They'll say like you know because of automation, mm-hmm. all the manual labor jobs are going to be taken, so you have to get a college degree to get a job. So I'm like, just realize that college can be a trap if you're not studying something that's going to land you a job. That's it's just a debt trap. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh. Have a good day. There you go. go. And you know what? They're going to try to bait you guys into uh, accepting all sorts of bullshit for student loan uh, forgiveness. And don't fucking let it happen. Don't take the damn student loans out in the first place. But hey, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, Asa, I appreciate you calling in. We're doing a little bit of open lines tonight. We got the Zoom meeting open. It's been a long time since we've done open lines. It's been a while since we've done the open lines, but... What's up, Sid? Sid Meister, he's called. And Sid Meister says trades are hard on the body, though. I mean, it depends on the trade. It depends on the trade. A lot of people, they get into trades, and five, six years later, they're not having to do grunt work anymore. They're running teams. So the, the, the people that I know that are successful in trades, they are not um, breaking their back every day. They do have a lot of investment. They have invested a lot of time and energy into building their skill set. But then once they're able to manage people, manage crews and stuff like that, they end up, uh, end up a little bit better off. I don't know. I much, I much enjoy, uh, I much more, pref- I much prefer hanging out with tradesmen to, um, <laughs> to academics, wackademics, and quackademics. So I don't think we have, um, I don't think we uh, should be promoting universities anymore. I think we should be steering I think we should be steering our friends and family away from these universities. I mean, these are huge debt traps. They're indoctrinating you. They're not giving you palpable, usable life skills for the long term. And um, and I'm just not a fan. Not a fan of the universities, obviously. Now, I don't regret going to the university. I sure wish I had. I sure wish all that money spent on the university... <coughs> university. Was at my disposal now, though, right? Little Wayne with this scissor. There we go. We got we got Sotiri sending some scissor through the super chat. Dency, we got a couple here to read too. Dency Diaz first. Dency Diaz donated ten bucks earlier. Let's see. Let I feel up. ten feet tall right now and strong as an ox. Thank you, Dency Diaz says, "If you don't vote for me, well, you ain't black." Another lovely quote from. The greatest president-elect, right? The, the greatest person to ever hold the office of the president-elect ever. Joseph R. Biden. R.I.P. racism. R.I.P. sexism. Thank you, Joe Biden. Um, Sotiri in Super Chat. Sotiri comes through and wins the Super Chat competition. Wins the Super Chat competition. I really appreciate that. Sotiri... Sending a generous super chat from Australia, all the way in Australia. I think that's Australia. Seventy nine ninety nine in Australia. Thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, remember, some of those, some of those super chats, some of that does go to YouTube. The best way to support, guys. Best way to support the stream here is via Streamlabs. The Streamlabs. Streamlabs doesn't take a big fat cut. But I really appreciate that. So, Thierry, thank you so much for the generous donation. It says, fellow Greek Orthodox brother, your fellow warrior for Jesus, can you please explain about the four horsemen? The four horsemen. You know, 
as far as theology goes, there are far better sources of information on theology than I. I am not an expert on the orthodox interpretation of Revelation. Right? So I, I would say I am not the person to answer that question. I'm not the best one to answer that question. Uh, the four horsemen. Who is it? Uh, who are those? What is it? Uh, Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and there's like two other of them. And who was it? Trump? Was it Trump or was it like Tucker? Or someone was calling them the four horsemen, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. AOC and crew. Um, yeah, but I, no. As far as you know, theologically speaking, I am not an expert on that. But uh, one of my favorite books that I have read recently is Orthodox. No, it's in my. It's in the bedroom. Jessica's reading it right now. There's a book, Orthodox Dogmatic Theology, from Saint. I think it's from Saint Herman's of Alaska Press. The end of that book is concerned with Revelation, end times and whatnot. So check that one out. Check that book out. Sid Meister says, Four horsemen are Bauer, Monsanto, Archer, Daniels, Midland, and Cargill. Yeah, I mean, the, the four horsemen of the meat apocalypse are the big four meat packers. Um, so yeah. But yeah, Satiri, if, if you want to expand on that question... Or if you have you have any other leads on where where I might be able to find out more about what you're pointing at, I'd appreciate that. But I really appreciate the super chat. Appreciate all the support from you guys in the chat. All you bigots. All you bigots in the chat. All you bigots. The World Economic Forum wants us eating maggots. They want us eating maggots, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're going to keep eating meat and making families. We're not afraid of being called names. We're not afraid of being ostracized. We're not afraid of being persecuted. Right? In fact, there might be very likely to be far worse persecutions to come in the near future for many of us. We're not afraid of that. <laughs> We're not afraid of this nonsense. We're not afraid of your invisible enemies. Whatever invisible enemy you're going to develop next, we're not afraid of it. Now, if, we, if, we, if we are not afraid of being ostracized, if we're not afraid of being cast out by fake friends, if we're not afraid of being criticized by fake-ass celebrities, these people don't have power over us. We've got to stop being afraid. We've got to stop letting these people terrorize us. We've got to stop letting these people tell us we're bad for being human. We've got to stand up for our families. We've got to stand up for tradition. We've got to stand up for our rights as human beings to worship God, to feed and nourish our families. And those rights can't be taken away by anybody except God. All right, I'm come over here to the... Come over here. King County, what's up? Sid Meister, Crispy Johnson. Crispy Johnson, Dancy Diaz, Mantis Tobaggin, Jonathan DeVrice. Says, I've been in fire sprinkler work since 1984. Started in the field, then in the office designing and now inspecting. That's cool, man. Is it, is it good? You like it? I mean, there are a lot of cool trades out there that people can make a great living with, especially long term. But 
some of these, yeah, someone's mentioning electricians. You know, electricians get paid well, but it's intense work. Yeah. But intense work, physical work, is oftentimes very much, uh, very much fulfilling. Like it's it's a lot more fulfilling than sitting on a computer. Is what it is. Yeah, there are a lot of trade schools out there. Sometimes you can get a uh, a uh, what's it called an internship type situation and learn. But I would say you know if you're young, if you're in high school, college, or if you're in college, you want to get out of college. Start looking at some trades. I know a lot of people who made a good living, long term, with carpentry, even metalworking, metal fabrication. Anyways, I also I, I enjoy being around people who work with their hands. So I'm always trying to always trying to promote things in the world <laughs> that'll that'll make more people more tolerable for me. So <laughs> if we got less people repeating bullshit that they're learning from their uh, university professors and their gender studies classes, if we got less retarded university students in the world, it will be a much more tolerable place for me. But that's just, you know, my own personal preference, of course. Tristan Kent's talking about working in custom glass. Yeah. Gen Z philosophy, what's happening? What's happening, everybody? Thank you guys who support the stream. Best way to support is through Streamlabs. Here, I'll put a Streamlabs link in right here. If you got any questions or comments. Well, so I'm doing a little bit of open lines too. We had one caller. If you guys want to call in for open lines, you can call back in. You can call in for, uh, call in, maybe do one more caller on open lines. <clears throat> oh, shoot, I've been going almost three hours now. I've been going almost three hours. Maybe I should, maybe I should cut it here. Maybe I should cut it here and do another stream either tomorrow or Saturday, or Sunday. We'll see what's up. What's, I'll talk to you about schedule later. Okay. But, um, yeah, guys. What else is new? What else is new in the chat? You guys got any last questions, last comments? The people I work with in construction seem to have their heads screwed on straighter than the college. Educated, I used to go to university with, says Sid Meister. Yeah, man. I mean, the people that I worked in hotels with, the people that I worked in freaking... Dude, the, 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 the little kids that I worked at a pizza place... <laughs> At with had their heads screwed on better than the university students that I went to the university with. That's crazy. Someone mentioned uh, getting a job as an electrical apprentice to learn the trade. Yeah, and apprenticeships are important. And that, that used to be the education model. It was about apprenticeship. It was about mentorship. This whole like standardized education model, the classroom, the state-run education, this is a new fad, and it's BS, and it's failed. Right? It's, it's actually failed. The university system has failed us. It's freaking failed us. Sid Meister dropped out his fourth year majoring in economics to renovate houses. Zero regrets. Exactly. People renovating houses. Uh, my brother's uh, fiance is... She's flipping houses now. She's doing great in real estate. A lot of things you can do that you don't have to go into heavy debt for and go take it to the face from a bunch of arrogant, lost, depressed university professors. 
Jacob says, I learned more skills working a summer at Marco's Pizza than I had two years at a university. No, I legit learned more working at a pizza place than I did at the university. When I was 18 years old, when I was 17, 18, this like part-time job that I had delivering pizzas, I learned more from that place, from the sketchy pizza place manager that actually ran some pretty successful businesses, but he was kind of sketchy. I learned more from that dude than I did from most of my university professors. Guy running a tiny little pizza place down in Carlsbad. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that sad? It's kind of sad. Anyways, guys, we got to take back our food supply. We got to take back our education. We got to take responsibility. We got to take responsibility for not only the things we do, the things we think, the things we say, the things we teach our children. We're going to take responsibility for our own health. The state doesn't care about your health. Bill Gates doesn't care about your health. Klaus Schwab does not care about your health. YouTube doesn't care about your health. You got to care about your health. You got to take care of your health. You got to take that into your own hands. And it's it's becoming that way with education for our children as well. So um, yeah, guys, next stream I've got I've got some stuff. We'll talk about polyamory again. We'll we'll hit on the poly again, the breakdown of the relationships, the breakdown of the family, the push of the polyamorous relationships. That'll be a fun stream. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Saturday. Sid Meister. Mantis Toboggan, Tristan Kent, Rat Splatigan, what's up, dude? Amber, Amber just popped in. Dency Diaz, thank you, Dency Diaz, for the uh, more infinite cup, says Jacob. All right, we'll do some more, so we do some more spiritual streams. We can talk about the mushrooms and what the mushroom is whispering into the ears of our friend, into the hoop earringed ears of the infinite cup. Maya Bisson, what's up? You got a bunch of people just jumping in. Why is everyone just getting here? We're three, you're three hours late. You're three hours late. I'm gonna throw out, I'll throw out one more. I'll rant a little bit more, but I'm gonna throw out one more reminder. I appreciate you guys supporting the channel. I appreciate everybody who supports the streams. All you bigots in the chat, if you enjoy the streams, please help out. Best way to help out is via the Streamlabs. There's a link right there. And if you want our support, and you want to support the work we do, you can become a member at primalledgehealth.com slash membership. We do weekly coaching calls up in there. We got Amber. What's up, Amber? Amber just showed up. She's a little bit late. Sorry, Amber. Says, I'm going fully animal-based after destroying my health from veganism. Right on, Amber. Um, hey, it, it comes back. It does come back. But you know what's cool, too? Nobody appreciates meat more than somebody who didn't eat it for a long-ass time. So, Amber, I hope you're enjoying some steaks. Some steaks and eggs. I'm actually, I'm kind of hungry right now. I had, I had a bunch of pickled eggs earlier. You guys ever have pickled eggs? Pickled eggs are really freaking good. It sounds funky, right? It sounds, but I guess a lot of bars in the UK have pickled eggs. I love pickled eggs. I had like six of them earlier. Um, so yeah, enjoy those animal foods. Nobody enjoys animal foods more than an eggs vegan, right? <laughs> Nobody does, enjoys animal foods more than eggs vegans. Yeah, steak, bacon, and eggs, best food ever, she says. Oh, how wrong I was. Cognitive dissonance is a damning thing. Hey, Amber, I'd love to hear your story. Call in call in sometime next time we do open lines. 
call in. I think I might do open lines tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll, if it's... Uh... I, I'm a soy boy because I love soy. Hey, we got some more support here. Thank you, guys. Jonathan DTV, Jonathan TDV donates $7.77. Getting all, getting all esoteric there. Either is that is that a Crowley reference? You trying to hex me, or is that a uh, a Danzig reference? <laughs> seven, seven, seven is my name. Seven call and seven go and seven. Yeah, I haven't listened to Danzig in a while. <laughs> I still love Danzig in high school. Um, thanks, bro, for all you do. Trades are a great way to go. He says, work your way up and maybe start your own business. Hey, that's. For some people, it seems like a boring route, but that is, that's a formula that I've seen work so many times. I don't know. I know a lot of people who regret going to universities, but I don't, I don't know a lot of people who regret learning a trade. I don't know a lot of people who regret that. So thank you very much for the support. Yeah. All right. So Amber, yeah, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, another good way to get in touch. Another good way to get in touch is you can join our membership site. We do weekly coaching calls in there, and there's a bunch of cool people who've... Actually, quite a few uh, ex-vegans who've had similar circumstances. So if you guys want support from a community of cool, like-minded people, join our private membership forum. and We do weekly coaching calls in there. and help you guys to dial in your diet. But Amber, I'm glad you're doing well. I'll throw out one more... One more reminder if you guys want to support if you guys got any questions comments whatnot or if you just enjoy the show and you want to support feel free to send that support through the uh stream labs link right there that's the best way to support the streams is through stream labs um yeah so masculinity under attack femininity under attack Family, under attack. Your ability to produce and raise your own food and live in a rural area, under attack. Your water supply, under attack. What can we do about this? We gotta recognize what's going on. We gotta create real communities. We have to build real communities and we gotta have real skills. We gotta learn how to feed ourselves. We gotta learn how to nourish ourselves. We were raised on freaking kibble. We were raised, we were told that, uh, that uh, <clears throat> cereals <laughs> are like the peak health food, right? We were raised on freaking cereal and candy and toxic pop culture. We've got to get out of that. We've got to step away from that. And we've got to seek truth. We've got to seek God. And we have to take control of our habits. We've got to take control of our habits around food. We've got to take control of our habits There is nothing, there's nothing that these people can do. There's nothing that these massive corporations can do to plants, to make them, to make them as nourishing, as digestible, and as essential as animal foods. There's no such thing as plant-based milk. There is such thing as dilution. There is such thing as heavy marketing. But there's no such thing as plant-based meat. They're not going to grow you a steak in a laboratory. That steak will not be good. That steak will not be healthy. 
we got to create from the ground up, essentially, now. We've got to make and rebuild from the ground up our food system. Right? It's been consolidated. It's been bastardized. It's been destroyed. There was a huge push of farmer's markets the last few years. Everybody was into the farmer's markets. Now, with all the COVID restrictions, they're crushing those. We've got to support local farmers. We've got to support local animal food production. Right, so going straight to the source, there's a good website, uh, uh, eatwild.com, where you can find local f uh, food producers, local animal food producers, local farms in your area. Yeah, so that's a good one um, <clears throat> for uh, sourcing local food. Yeah, but it's also important that some of us start to learn how to maybe produce some of our own food. Right, starting to build your homestead, whether that be based around ruminants, maybe starting out with some birds. Now we gotta take control of our food supply. We gotta take control of our nutrition. We can't wait for the state to do it. You can't wait for Earthling Ed to come and do it for you. You can't wait for uh, Ada Oliveira, this dumb, vapid bitch vegan in the chat right here to come do it for you. None of these people are gonna do it for you. You got to take control of your health. You got to take control of your food supply. You got to take control of the situation there. You got to take control of your habits. Hey, Dr. Greg, you're not going to do it for you. I can't do it for you. <laughs> you have to do it yourself. So, anyways. Thank you guys for hanging out. There you go. Primal Edge Clips. What's up? That's a Phoenix compilation. It's been a while since I've seen you around, man. I hope all's going well over at the university with you. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been three hours. It's been three hours now. We got we to gotta cut this one off. Um, you know, YouTube, YouTube would crush this channel. Would crush this channel. This channel would be gone if it weren't for you guys sharing these videos. If it weren't for you guys... Sharing these with your friends and family, sharing these on other platforms, sharing these through Twitter, Facebook, whatnot. Share these videos so they get out there. YouTube will not. And thank you for the support, guys. Do a stream either tomorrow or the next day. But I'm out of here. Take it easy, guys. Go out there in the real world. Take the freaking face diapers off. Nourish yourselves with real animal foods. Nourish your children. Tell your kids the truth. And quit being afraid. Don't let these people terrorize you into submission. All right, it's time to stand up. There's nothing to fear. There's no worldly things to fear. The only thing we should fear is God. And not in the way that these people want to make you fear them. Right, they want to use fear as a control mechanism. They use fear to terrorize you, to get you to submit. That's not how God works. Right? Uh, who, who is it that uses, <laughs> that uses lies, terror, and fear to manipulate people? Who is that? Is that, is that a godly thing to do? You think, <laughs> who do you think does that? Hmm. So stop being afraid. Stop letting these people put you in that fearful state. Take off the face diapers. Hug your friends and family. Spend time with your elders. Get out there and live your lives, guys. I'm out of here.
Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average. So you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation or a new kitchen or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great 